Hello, it is Overreaction Monday, November 1st, 2021 years into this existence here. Big time Overreaction Monday. I mean, I got killed by FanDuel this weekend. We chat about the Super Boost loss, obviously, but a lot of amazing things happened. And a lot of overreactions occurred. Mike Greenberg joins us from Get Up. Darius Butler, AJ Hawk, all the boys crush it. Let's get right into it. Week 8 is one game away from being over with tonight's Monday Night Football game between the Chiefs and the Giants, obviously, concluding what will have been an insane Week 8 of NFL football. Backups became alphas. Big-ass wins were had in the division, and crippling losses were experienced by fan bases all around the NFL. Insanity took place. Some teams made way to become actual contenders, and some teams grabbed their shovels out of the old shed and dug themselves into a hole that is going to be tough to come out of and potentially name themselves as pretenders in the NFL 2021 season. Can't wait to chat about it for the next three hours. We have Darius Butler joining us. Ooh. We have Mike Greenberg. Whoa. Greeny. Whoa. ESPN host of Greeny. Is that still Greeny? And also a host to Get Up, a very nice man. I would like to consider him a potential friend Mm -hmm. in this entire. Can't wait to chat with him because on Get Up, a lot of things were said this morning. News was broke on there that Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans probably out for the season. Adam Schefter broke the news. Jay Glazer broke the news. Ian Rappaport broke the news. What we're hearing is a fifth metatarsal break on the foot, and that one's damning. They're saying and predicting he'll be out for either the rest of the regular season with a possibility of coming back for the playoffs if they make it, or he's out just for the rest of the season regardless. They'll, they'll find out after surgery. It's a real shame that this happened to the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. This guy counts for like 79% of their offense or something like that. Yeah. He gets the ball. It's King Henry time. Yesterday, they just so happened to get their second win of this season against the Indianapolis Colts, which might be dead. And there's a lot to talk about in that entire thing. But Derrick Henry out and maybe Adrian Peterson in. Oh, shit. Hey, you need a 36-year-old workhorse. You need a guy that was Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry. You need a guy that rushed for 2,000 yards or something like that and the quickest recovery of an ACL of all time. You need a guy just a couple years ago was the workhorse for the Detroit Lions, but the Detroit Lions are the Detroit Lions (laughs) and were maybe the most Detroit Lions Detroit Lions have ever seen (laughs) yesterday. This guy can still go. This guy still has it with that offensive line, that offensive scheme. They're going to have to continue to have a workhorse back somewhere. Maybe they'll have it running back by committee whatever the case all eyes are on Tennessee I think Ryan Tannehill would love to have like 2011 maybe 2012 Adrian Peterson but after talking to Adrian Peterson watching his workouts it seems like he's not that far away from what he once was maybe he falls into a situation in Tennessee where he's back better than ever or maybe the Tennessee Titans will make a trade there's uh until tomorrow at so 28 hours from now the trade deadline happens teams will not be allowed to move players for the rest of this 17 game season if they don't make a move in the next 28 hours will the titans who rely so heavily on the running back go and try to get a running back from another team maybe Dernish johnson out of cleveland who came on the scene just a thursday night football or two ago whenever chubb and hunt were both out also still on the browns had a drop yesterday 
yesterday against the Steelers, some other thing, but he's obviously not going to get anywhere near the amount of reps that you would expect with two all pros in front of him. And maybe his trade value is a little higher than it was a couple weeks ago. Well, they go... Marlon Mack, maybe, out of the Indianapolis Colts. Allegedly, he's been on the trading block for like two, three weeks. Will the Colts trade within their division and just say, fuck it on the season because they lost again? (laughs) (laughs) They won't. Probably, if I had to guess. And I even floated the idea of Tony Pollard because of how good Tony Pollard is. Maybe the Titans would offer up something real nice for Tony Pollard in an NFC to Dallas. But Dallas Cowboys fans told me I had no idea what I was talking about. All right. <laughs> maybe maybe Tony Pollard is a big part of the Dallas Cowboys offense. I understand that. But that is what trade value is for then. And if a team relies so heavily on the running back who is now 6-2 and two or 5-2, and two, definitely in the thick of it, they're going to try to go get a good running back from somewhere, what would they do? We'll have our eyes peeled on that situation. Uh, a lot of things happen for teams around the NFL, and the entire crew is with me here today to chit-chat. Uh, at Tone Diggs, wearing his COVID cowboy hat in a friar <laughs> jersey that was purchased and custom built yep. long before a game-winning touchdown was caught by said tight end from Penn State for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin just a few days after saying, never say never, but never. There ain't a booster with a big enough blank check to get me out of this job. I have the greatest job in sports, basically, being the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. They go into Cleveland, expected to lose by most people around the NFL. They get a win. Ben is now 25 three in one yeah. against the Browns Damn. and Mike Tomlin congratulated with the fans stood on the field and said uh we're still that fucking team mm-hmm. <laughs> what a moment I assume at Tone Diggs watch the Steelers get a win in Cleveland in front of the dog pound in a year in which the dog pounds hopes have never been higher. Yeah, you know, it was a great day yesterday. It's always a great day when you get a win because uh, it's hard to win in the NFL. We saw it okay. all over the place yesterday. But as someone that comes from a, a city that's built on winning, I, I'm not going to celebrate too much um, getting a win against a team that's last in the AFC. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same old brownies. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you're trying to be humble there for a second, but we knew that was not going to be the case as soon as these lights came on <laughs> and that microphone was open because Diggs was playing this down a little bit oh, yesterday. Yeah. He was playing or, or earlier today. Mm-hmm. He was he was playing it down. Ah, it's the Cleveland Brethren, last place the AFC North. Yeah, who cares? It's the Steelers. Ah, who cares? Supposed to, ah, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are we even talking about? We knew as soon as these lights came on, as soon as these cameras potentially started working. How boys do? Zeke worked tirelessly both Friday evening, Saturday, and Sunday to get these things back up and operating. Hey, Zeke, we appreciate you. Appreciate you. But we knew whenever these cameras that Zito had to rewrite the codes for to come uh, back online, we knew you weren't going to be able to contain your joy for beating the Cleveland fucking Browns, dude. That was a big-time game yesterday. That was a statement game yesterday. That was a huge, pivotal game for the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. It would have got loud. If the Cleveland Browns beat the – now it's going to get loud up there in Cleveland. It is going to get loud in Cleveland. I mean, that was an ugly game. 15-10, okay, with all those weapons. Jarvis dropped a couple balls. Uh All right, ain't nobody going to say that. Odell Beckham Jr., I think, had six yards maybe. Yeah. Something like that. His his least amount of yards that he's ever had in an NFL game in which he participated fully in it. I just – it's going to get loud in Cleveland. But Pittsburgh would have been – 
It would have been real loud about Roethlisberger. Is this guy still the guy? How is the team? Obviously, Chris Boswell gets one of the most devastating helmet-to-helmet hits I've ever seen in my life. Yikes. Now, Chris Boswell, my sources have told me, is going to be okay by Monday. Nice. Good. Okay, a little tight, a little sore, sure. neck hurts, got a car crash, <laughs> yeah. head probably hurts just a little bit. I mean, I didn't ask as many questions as I probably should to my source, but he thinks he's going to be, he got murdered on a football field. Yeah, mm-hmm. No call, obviously, because the refs fucking stink, and we'll dive into that, I assume, throughout the entire day. There was Ugh. a lot of fan bases not happy with the fans. Yeah, There was a lot of games where both fan bases weren't happy <laughs> with the refs, and that's tough to do if you're a ref. There's been a lot of fuckery in the officiating, but just like Pereira said last week, feels like that's every single year we have that conversation. But this is a massive win mm-hmm. for the Steelers. And in Cleveland, they're going to start have to ask some questions now because that team last in the AFC North. In the AFC North, you know, although Joe Burrow, what the what are we fuck doing? are we? It was a great what day. About that defense? Great day in the AFC North. Yes. All right, let's wrap up that conversation before we get to Magic Mike White Woo! Lightning. Woo! This guy is insane. 405 yards. Killed the Super Boost. Okay, fuck off, Mike White. Yeah. But also, really cool to see you have success, Mike White, especially for a team that never has success. Never. Almost the same as the Detroit Lions. I think Mike White potentially goes in there with MCDC. And the amount of electricity between the Ooh. DC and the Magic Mike White Lightning, yep. that would have maybe killed the curse that is in Detroit. Yeah. But yep. that was about, let's put a bow on this, though. Let's assume that Joe Burrow isn't dead. Yep. Although the Bengals' defense yesterday, what the oh, 405 yes. yards to a guy named Magic Mike White Lightning? <laughs> what happened out there? The Jets put up 405 yards <laughs> passing on the goddamn Bengals' defense. You got no chance if your defense is going to play that way. They even invested in that defense in this offseason, and the Bengals don't invest in anything. No. So let's assume Joe Burrow and the Bengals aren't dead. Because Joe Burrow was going out, he would answer immediately. Yeah. Like, hey, what the fuck are we doing? It was almost like, hey, what? We just need one stop, okay, against Mike White. Okay, we see, and Joe Burrow go out to it again. So I don't think Joe Burrow and the Bengals are dead. I think their defense, you know, got caught in a storm of, oh, yeah. here's thunder and, ah, uh, here's white lightning. I mean, yeah. they got caught in a storm, but let's assume that that team defense will show back up. Now it is getting colder and they don't have an indoor practice yeah. facility. Ooh. Who knows what type of food. That, Slop they're eating over there with the way, you know, that Brown family runs the operation. But let's assume they're not dead. Mm-hmm. The Steelers just beat them in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The Ravens, I don't think the Ravens are slowing. It doesn't feel like Lamar and them. Cleveland Browns, the dog pond, mm-hmm. could have never guessed that they would be in this situation eight weeks into the season. They, they, this is a blind. They've been here before. They know where they're at. They've sat at at the bottom of a lot of AFC North Hills in the past, and mm-hmm. and they've looked up at them a lot, you know? And they've had more quarterbacks alongside them staring up at that hill or whatever. It's going to get loud in Cleveland, though, because expectations for the first time in a long time after winning a playoff game against Pittsburgh mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh last year, after all those years of suck, I assume it's going to get real loud in Cleveland because the reality is 
that is not going to be an easy division to continue to suck in. And it's only going to get worse and gloom and doom. And all that talent they have on that roster, what is it? Because we think Stefanski's a good coach, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I know Andrew Barry's a good uh, football mind, right? Mm-hmm. The GM. I know he, I've gotten a chance to see him work. I enjoy him a lot. I think he's incredibly intelligent. He's built up the roster. Why are they not winning? What is the deal over there? And I think that's what the Browns fans are asking. It's going to get real loud because they started 3-1. and one. Steelers started 1-3. and three. They were going to the Super Bowl. Steelers were dead. Now they've switched uh, four and three, three or whatever. The Browns are four and four now. Um, it's going to get loud, but I mean, it's Baker. What? It is. It's Baker. It's Baker. 100%. Guys had 0 for 3 on game winning drives this oh, year, no? You, you guys are saying that, that Baker Mayfield stinks? Well, I don't know if he stinks. Well, he's but hurt. He's hurt, okay? He's I, got the labrum. He's got the tear sure. and the uh, humorous but are you stuff. Gonna, are you going to pay him $35 million a year? What if Baker, here's a real question that's going to have to happen, and it does appear. You know, like you put Mike White. Boom. On the Browns. <laughs> on the Browns. They Brian, scored 35 feet. points yesterday. Yeah. Mike White might throw for 700 yards in a game. <laughs> Mike White, by the way, University of South Florida, then Western Kentucky, then drafted to the Cowboys in 2018, now back up for the Jets, supposed to be a mentor probably for Zach Wilson. And instead, everybody's like, hey, Zach. All right, dude, number two overall pick. Sweet. Congrats. We want to change anything we did. Jets fans are oh, oh yeah. yeah. Jets fans forgot Zach Wilson's name yesterday for a large portion of the day into the night. The New York Post sports section, white lightning, backup strikes, big lead to Jets to absolute stunner. Then across the bottom, Salah opens door to QB battle. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God. So like I think all Jets fans are feeling this way. I have a couple Jets friends, fans, friends. Yeah. Okay. And it, it was crazy. Just because Zach Wilson has not built up enough, like, happy times for Jets no, fans. No, no. For somebody else to come in and give them a, an amazing day. Yeah. <laughs> amazing day. We beat Joe Burrow in the bank. This is a very good football Division team. leader. This is yeah. a massive yeah, conference leader. I think yeah. at one point, yeah, this, is, this is a massive game. And this guy that we all had no idea existed, uh, those stats I just rattled out about old Magic Mike White Lightning, okay, just very quickly. I obviously looked those up on Wikipedia this morning because I said, who the fuck is this guy <laughs> that Earl Grade our super boost? Yeah, big time. Come on. There is no way the Bengals were supposed to be the team that fucked up the super boost. Maybe the Chiefs would have got us on Monday night. It was a bad super boost, by the way, to be clear. What? Why'd I have a Monday night game in the Super Boost? That is the most amateur thing of See, all I time. I saw that. I was like, all right, we're going to Monday. Let's yeah, go. yeah, that was an amateur move by me. That was 100% an amateur move. I, that, is, that is on me. I will take this one. I will eat this one. But after I woke up and saw it, I was like, we're going to have to wait to Monday. But this one looks pretty fucking good. I actually like what we're doing here. Never could have expected Mike White and Bob Sala to be the ones that ruined this entire thing. They did and the Jets fans are ready to move on because Bob Sala looked like he had a soul, by the yeah, way. Yeah. For the first, hey, hey, here we go, Bob Sala saying, we got to fuck, how many yards have we thrown for? <laughs> 390. 390 yards, holy shit. Then 405 yards, holy <laughs> fuck. This is unbelievable. Uh, LaFleur gets to go up in the booth, yeah. by the way, because Zach Wilson wanted him on the sideline. Uh, that was his choice. That information got made public. 
to bury Zach Wilson. <laughs> By the way, the fact that that information came out was well, Zach Wilson liked him on the sideline because he liked to talk to him. Although LaFleur did want to be up in the booth from the beginning. And Magic Mike White Lightning said, no, go up in the booth, dude. I don't give a fuck, dude. What you got to do? <laughs> so he goes up at 405 yards. They have success. The offense looks better than ever. Mike White's making throws all over the place. I mean, he's dealing out there, which leads you to the question of, if Mike White was on Cleveland Browns, who have a great offensive line, mm-hmm. a lot of weapons, is he able to absolutely dominate? And it's not just Mike White. Mike White is the name of the day. It may be the name of the future for the New York Jets. That's going to get interesting if you listen to anything New York Post Sports put in their headline. But what quarterbacks do you drop in there? Bart Scott uh, asked this question, I think, last week on ESPN. He was a go-through starters. It wasn't until you get to about 18 or 19, he said, that you don't. You think to yourself, oh, I'd rather take Baker over that particular quarterback for that team. And it's like, I wonder, Andrew Barry seeing that, the dog pound seeing that. The team's just not winning games how they're supposed to win games. The injury affects Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield immensely, but it is tough times in the business if you're Baker. This is not the right year to have this type of injury. Is that 18th or 19th quarterback Carson Wentz because of what he's done this season? Or where, where does he so fall I didn't even know you wanted to move on. <laughs> <laughs> you chose, You woke up and chose violence. I'm, oh, yeah. I chose violence for sure. I've been waiting for I was that. happy to keep this thing in uh, old Magic Mike White Lightning's department. Oh, absolutely. Okay, and I was pumped to talk about the AFC North. It's hot in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Chris Boswell, helmet to helmet. I'd like Walt Anderson to issue an apology. He should. He should. By the way, the officials disrespected the brand. The positionism running rampant through the stripes position is insane. Okay? He almost died out there. Nobody was open either. What the fuck was he supposed to do? (laughs) What was he supposed to do? I like the Boswell, by the way, for Steelers fans. Boswell... He let that play. He gave that play every (laughs) single half a second he could to develop. There wasn't a single person open. They did not expect the bronze to cover it and be ready for it as well as the Browns were. This is a play where you think that the defense is potentially going to sleep and somebody's going to be able to sneak out the back door because they're potentially either coming for the block so hard, they got their blinders on and their ears pinned back. And then when that doesn't happen, oh, oh no. (laughs) I've been in this situation uh, against the Oakland Raiders at the time. On Christmas Eve, it was supposed to be a nice Christmas gift. Middle linebacker was supposed to just drift away, okay, to the other side of the field. Then as soon as the ball is snapped, middle linebacker looks at me, and then he looks at the wide-open hole that our offensive line perfectly created, Mm -hmm. and he goes, oh, I'm a football player. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and fill right in here. I hit him with a spin move. Ooh. It did not work. Uh. <laughs> but he was supposed to just go the other way. He didn't. In those fakes, if somebody doesn't do what you think they're going to do or what they have maybe shown that they would do or could possibly do because of what their jobs are, and if they just kind of go out on a lamb and make a play, these fakes look very bad. Very, They can look very bad. But they can also look great. Steelers aren't necessarily the most fake-like team. No, no, no. Ever. Very, very rare. Very, very conservative. So it coming out of nowhere and the Cleveland Browns being ready for it, I think you've got to congratulate and commend uh, the Browns special teams coach, okay, for being ready in there. Now, follow-up to that, Presley Harvin is not a kicker. (laughs) Ooh. Okay, Presley Harvin is not a kicker. No. And everybody, like, automatically assumes that if you can punt a ball, you can kick a ball, and if you can kick a ball, you can punt a ball. That is not true. Those are two very different swings. I think most guys that maybe had a soccer background that get into the NFL, they normally have a pretty natural way of doing things, but they're probably not going to be great at both. They'll probably be good at one if they have to get through a game, great at another one because it's two different swings. You have to think like baseball and golf. 
Like it's both swinging and hitting things, but one's off the ground, one's in the air, one's a different use of muscles versus another one, which is more like abdomen and everything like that. That is what kicking and punting is like. So Presley Harvin was not a kicker. The last time, my sources have told me, the last time Presley Harvin kicked off was his senior year in high school, and I think he was forced to do it then. Oh, jeez. So, like, he is not a kicker. He is a natural punter. He's a great punter. But the internet just going, oh, Presley Harvin can't make a 20-yard field goal. He might, like, at some point be able to make a 20-yard field goal. But are you willing to put an AFC North rivalry game on somebody who is not that good of a kicker I think openly, like, hey, I'm not that good of a kicker. Would you put even the shortest of a 20-yard field goal, which we have seen some of the greats of all time? Because if that thing gets blocked and then goes back the other way, I mean, there's a lot of things that have to fall in place. It's not just moving a ball 20 yards through the uprights. It's also potentially getting eat. Uh, holder issues. Holder issues. And I saw Sutton working on holding during the commercial break or coming back from halftime because he was supposed to hold because Presley Harvin, who is the holder, would have moved to kicker. He was a terrible holder. That ball was not going to go in no matter what. The ball was tilting the wrong way. Not Sutton's fault, by the way. Is it manageable? If Boz had to kick with Sutton holding for him, Boz is good enough that he could potentially work with it and understand that the hold's going to be bad. They wouldn't be able to kick it from far distances, but at least extra point they would be able. But you put a guy that can't kick and a guy that's holding not great, I mean, that is a disaster waiting to happen. So I think that is something that not a lot of people maybe realize until yesterday, and a lot of Steelers fans, I think, started realizing that. I was very fortunate and lucky that coming through soccer, I was very comfortable hitting balls at different levels and spaces and everything like that. But not every soccer player can kick a football. uh, football. Not every football kicker can punt. And not every punter can kick a soccer ball or a football off the ground. It's two completely different things. Happy we cleared that up. With all that being said... Carson Wentz needs to fucking chill out. Well, oh, I don't know. Boy. This guy is a nuclear factory <laughs> whenever you talk about electricity to watch. If I was not a fan of the Indianapolis Colts, which I am, of course, okay, yeah. a lot of friends in the building, mm-hmm. a lot of money was given to me by the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Great man. Sure. A lot of history there. You know, I went from, you know, boy to man. As a Indianapolis Colts. Sure. Love the Indianapolis Colts. Love football. Me Enjoy too. the team. Think the team's cool. The team has been very nice to us. The team has been great at football as of late. Just one missing piece. That missing piece retired nine days before the season started a couple of years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, Andrew made a decision for himself, his family, his happiness that he has to deal with. But if you're Chris Bowder or a Colts fan, when you look at that team last year, will Phil Rivers... Year before that with Jacoby. I mean, you look at that team, you think to yourself, oh, we're one quarterback away. So whenever a quarterback is brought in or a quarterback conversation is had, especially with one that's revolving around having $25, $33 million in guarantees already and coming off of what is historically maybe one of the most uncomfortable years in history with Philadelphia via him, his head coach. They had Nate Sudfeld playing. (laughs) Then everybody got fired. I mean, just everything that goes into the quarterback position for the Indianapolis Colts with the team that is there, with the money that was spent, with the conversation that has happened, it's a big deal. So when Carson Wentz is the main priority of your TV watching on football Sundays, I have no idea how you do it. I have no clue how the Wentz's, Carson's parents, (laughs) haven't died of heart attacks, both of them. (laughs) At every game, I have no idea. Every single play, 
is a roll of the dice. Yep. You might score a touchdown. This standard throw, this standard basic five-step drop, time, this thing could be the greatest play in the history of the NFL because if that thing's not on time, we're going to start looking around. Oh, yeah. We're going to start making plays. We're going to start shaking and booting and pitching and yelling and breaking every bone in our body if we have to with every single play. Every time the ball is snapped, Carson Wentz knows history could be made right here. <laughs> history could be made. <laughs> this could be the play that they talk about and run on NFL highlights for the next 2,000 years. This play right here could be the greatest play in history. And what happens whenever you have that potential mindset, which is an admirable one, which is an awesome one, yeah. there is also a chance the what-the-fuck play of the year happens every week. Every week. Every week mm -hmm. it seems like it happens. Teddy Bruschi on uh, ESPN's NFL kickoff show. Yeah. They dressed up as Ted Lasso. It was awesome. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Good they fit. did. He they was... did incredible. T Teddy. Good Teddy Brewski. Teddy. Teddy Brewski said, "Carson Wentz is going to give you one. Carson Wentz is going to give us." There's breaking news in my ear. Oh no! Oh. No, but I got to finish this. Teddy Brewski said, "Carson Wentz is going to give you one." Okay, and that is exactly what he's going to do. He could actually give you seven or eight and a half if you catch them all. Oh yeah. But then on the flip side. He will not even know that that happened the very next play, nope. the very next series. Here we go. We're coming out and making the greatest play of all time. There just seems to be a lack of, like, just calm consistency with Carson. Now, his pick six in the end zone with 146 left. Tie game against the Titans. Make or break game. Can't go into a downward spiral. We're, already, we're playing against a team that's going to potentially keep us out. He literally had a screen called where he knew he looked at this ain't this ain't the right call i think frank thought it was potentially going to crack because the screen in your own end zone nobody's really expecting that they're expecting something quick that's kind of a slow developer he knew it was going to work refuses to throw it into the feet of mo alley cox says nah this can still be the greatest play of all time turns back into four tacklers four tacklers while getting tackled by two and a half of them he throws the ball into his left hand and then refuses to take a safety shot out. Safety would have been out. game over. Two more points to them, punting them the ball back. Brilliant. That in the middle of saying, nah, I'm not going to check this down. I'm actually going to make a touchdown here. <laughs> I'm not going to throw this away. I'm going to make a touchdown here. He thought, oh, can't take a safety either. Tosses ball to other hand. Other hand shot puts ball. Pick six, two yards. Mm -hmm. That happened. 146 left. Fourth quarter. Tie ball game. Tennessee Titans staring down a three and five record or a two and six record, whatever the Colts are now. That that actually happened. But then, to his credit, the very next series, he comes on the field and he walks the team right down the field. One of the plays, he actually falls, balances himself on the football while scrambling. Oh no, no, not going down. By the way, it is the ball. Who gives a fuck about this? No, nope. it is. Puts it on the ground, <laughs> picks himself back up off of it, and throws a 37-yard completion into quadruple coverage where Michael Pittman Jr., who's a ball player. Yeah, yeah. ball player. Hey, keep that number 11, Pittman. Tell Carson to go fuck. Maybe Carson's so rattled because of what Michael Pittman said to him about the number 11 in the offseason that he feels he's still got to earn everybody's respect and Ooh. trust. Whatever the case. Michael Pittman. Triple, quadruple coverage. Yeah, it's quadruple coverage. And this comes seconds after he fell on the ball and then threw it. To, I mean, it is every play is an emotional roller coaster. 
And I respect and appreciate how good he is, how tough he is. He got played through two sprained ankles. Got those sprained ankles on the same play. Yep. And there's a couple plays he makes off balance and throws, and his energy is awesome. It's, it's hard to, like, say bad things about Carson Wentz. Literally, it is hard to say it because of how much I think he is liked in the locker room, his energy, his good plays. But God damn, he could have 35 turnovers a game, uh-huh. and I don't think he would know it. He just moves along like nothing happened. And those that pick six and then the pick in overtime to lose it, I mean, it was just, what are we doing, dude? you got to have a good time. He had some record, I guess, for most amount of – um, Bonehead plays in one game. Yeah. No, Turnover no, worthy. No, most plays or most throws without an interception. Oh, oh that's wow. right. It did. Yeah, he was, he's a number four all time in the history of the Colts or something behind wow. Jeff George. Yeah, it was a big time step because all the people that are on Carson Wentz's side, which, by the way, I feel like I actually have been. Oh, yeah. I've just said he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, mm-hmm. just which he is. To, he needs to quit on some plays, which I've been saying for a long time. Tom Brady actually on Let's Go. Uh, he took a question from Cowherd about the state of the game and everything like that. And he somehow found his way talking about how some of these quarterbacks are just reckless, basically. <laughs> and he said, I see Carson Wentz do it every single game. He yeah. knows he's going to get hurt. What is he? It's like that is what Carson Wentz does. Those are decisions Carson Wentz makes. And it is. I mean, it is stressful to watch. Yeah. It is very stressful. I don't know how Philadelphia did it. I don't know how Carson Wentz's parents did it. I don't know how North Dakota folks did it. Because he wins a lot of games, I assume, for you. But there is many moments in those games where you're like, Carson, what the fuck is going on out there? It is pretty admirable. And he is fun to watch because he'll never give up on a play, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, there's really no other way to sugarcoat it. Like, he plays like a moron. He does. I'm sure he's <laughs> yeah. a very smart guy. But, like, you can't just continually give – these good teams, like he acts like he's playing in the turkey bowl in, in his backyard. It's like, hey, this is an NFL game. You, if you, there are, are consequences. Yeah, if you're putting the ball in your left hand multiple times in a season and just kind of saying fuck it and getting rid of it, like, guess what? Like these guys, you're gonna have pick sixes. You're gonna turn the ball over a bunch, and then obviously, you know, I mean, he's spark plug. He takes him down, takes him to overtime. But then that pick in overtime was terrible. It was just horrible. Well, like, and it, also, Jonathan Taylor's yeah, there. Why are we not giving the ball to that guy? Yeah. 51 times yesterday, which is, they were up 14 nothing. Yeah, so the heat's coming on Frank Reich, as it should be, by the way, because everything I said to lead off this entire thing, the team is so good. Yeah. Like, legit, the team is very good. You look at almost every single level, the team is very good. Rigoberto Sanchez, punter. Incredible. Uh, Badgley's kicking now. It was a hot rod. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen with hot rod. But the defense is stacked. They, they had a couple games where it was like, what are you guys doing? And people figured it out. But it feels like if that team had a guy, the guy, you know, like it would go. Oh, yeah. They got Thursday night against the Jets. So he got, he got oh, white lightning oh, against uh, Wild Wentz. Good luck. I mean, that's Thursday night football. That's going to be awesome. Awesome. Who knows what the hell is going to happen. Now, breaking news that happened in my ear. Von Miller has been traded to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for two second-day 2022 draft picks. League sources tell ESPN. Miller is now saying his goodbyes to his friends in the Broncos training facility. This comes via Adam Schefter. This is massive. So now Von Miller is on the same line as Aaron Donald, and Aaron Donald eats up three, four of the blockers every single play the Los Angeles Rams who I mean they fucking buzzsawed the Houston Texans that's a 10 a.m. game for them local time by the way 10 a.m. game whenever they're playing at one o'clock for them in LA they're coming out and just killing folks Matt Stafford has the same amount of touchdowns as Jared Goff had all last season in the first seven games in a a quarter or whatever the case is he is 
lighting it up with McVeigh. Deshaun Jackson, who had early touchdowns, taking the top off the of defense. Everybody talked about him being back. He he's not even getting on field anymore because of how many weapons they've had develop into superstars. Which I wonder if that's Matthew Stafford, the offense, or the talent that their team has accrued because they seem to do whatever. However, to get good players in the building. They traded three first-round draft picks for Matthew Stafford this offseason whenever they were both down in Mexico at a pool next to each other. Sean McVay said, basically, when he did that, I do not give a fuck about the draft. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll give you three first-rounders, sure. There was other teams allegedly involved. The Colts, Mm -hmm. allegedly Matt Stafford and his wife, were zillowing in Indianapolis because they thought they were going to the Indianapolis Colts, which would have been a fucking magical thing! Oof. Carson Wentz is a good football player. Well, yeah. Carson Wentz is a good football player. Well, Doofus, but good you know, football he's, player. I don't know about his intelligence. I mean, he's he, out there on John Deere. No, he's on the no, Bobcat. He's, he, he's, he's a clown. Yeah. He's not a clown. He's probably a good yeah. guy. I, I don't know him, but on the field. He, anyways, Matthew Stafford <laughs> mm-hmm. going to L.A. We all knew it was probably going to be very good. It has been very good. But it's not just Matthew Stafford that's balling and Cooper Cup's going to break fucking Megatron's record somehow. I mean, there is just, there's something about that Rams team and any organization that says, we're going to go all in. We are going to do what we have. Two second-day picks. What's that, second and third second, round? Yeah. Second and third. Second and third round. It's official round. now. Yeah, second and third round. Go ahead and take them, dude. I, are you going to find a Vaughn Miller in that second or third round in the next three years? Probably not, right? Maybe the person will turn into Vaughn Miller in the future, which is cool. Good luck to you on finding that. But we know our window is right now. Matthew Stafford is incredibly hot. Our team is hot. Everybody loves our team in L.A. We're in a new market. Let's go and get it. Congrats to the Rams fans. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Dirty. Congrats yeah, to you, yeah, dude. Yeah, good yeah. work, man. Okay, um, more Rams graphics are going to be done. Yeah. So it is fascinating how, how the Rams have found their way into every single graphic. <laughs> yeah, they got to be the favorites to win the Super Bowl now, right? The Rams? I mean, they did lose to the Bucks, and then the Bucks, you know, go on to lose to the Saints, which is maddening because mm-hmm. not only did – put the graphic out or the sidebar up, please. Oh. oh! Backups became alphas. That's right. Mm-hmm. Trevor Simeon's one. Yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> yes, he and is. we have an update, I guess, on Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston uh, does, in fact, oh, have a torn ACL source set after the MRI. He is out for the season. Okay, oh. so we assume you can have that back up there. So we assume that Jameis Winston's uh, knee injury yesterday was bad. Yeah, I think we all did. I even more so after seeing him on crutches in a full thing, dancing in the locker room. <laughs> He's the best. Oh, so there's no further damage yeah, right. that can make this even worse, <laughs> is what I immediately thought when I saw it. I was like, oh, he's out because he's getting after it in the middle of an incredible party in that locker room. Yeah. yeah. Fog machine. And the Saints getting after it is for good reason. Simeon looks like a player. All right, people. Uh, I was getting tweeted by Broncos fans that said, hey, Simeon was supposed to be the next guy whenever he was with us. It all kind of went sideways or whatever. He's a stud. He doesn't look like it. Okay, no, kind of no. looks, kind of looks like bland white yep. if you were to describe yep. a uh, Madden character. Mm-hmm. But Cooper Rush, I mean, there's another yeah. bland white. Uh, create a player. I want this player to look like me. Said some redhead in the middle <laughs> of America. That is what Cooper Rush is and Simeon is. But other than the Buccaneers, you know, who are not, they didn't have Gronk for most of that game and Antonio Brown. Other than the Green Bay Packers, which had a huge win over the Arizona Cardinals, and I guess 
Dan Orlovsky saying the Dallas Cowboys should be in a conversation. Yep. The Rams seem to be the team that whenever they go into a weekend, I assume they're going to blow people out the most. Yes. And maybe it's just because it was the Texans and whoever, but the Rams are the team that you think about Matthew Stafford, and if you have the same vision on Matthew as all of us have, which is like, this guy's really fucking good. If you haven't seen him other than just on Thanksgiving, I think you're about to realize that this guy is always very good for whatever reason. The Lions are terrible. Yep. But then once you start thinking of Matthew Stafford, you think of McVay, and you think of the weapons on offense, then you go, oh, what's the defense like? You're like, oh, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. Now they got Vaughn Miller. They fly around out there. You have to think it's a very complete team. It'll be in there, but I don't know who's going to beat the Packers right now. They're getting a bunch of players back. Yep. Yeah. I don't know how the Bucks are going to look whenever they got Antonio Brown and Gronk back and everybody. Now, maybe that – who knows if that will ever happen, by the way, because if it's not Gronk and Brown, maybe it will be somebody else. They have so many weapons and all of that. But you have to think that the Rams' big payoffs are going to hopefully pay off for them. And to answer Connor's question, uh, the Bills are the current favorite, then the Bucks, and then the Rams. Whoa. And the, the Bills. Bills are plus 500. Bucks are plus 550. Rams plus 650. Hey, Bills had uh, – thank you for that tone, Diggs uh, – host a hammer – Don gambling podcast that happens every single day after this show ends 15 minutes after the show ends at youtube.com forward slash hammer Don Josh Allen fresh new haircut Mm -hmm. clean beard that Bills Mafia seemed to have a hangover early a little bit okay so they had to shake that off a little bit seemed like there was a little bit of energy loss Josh Allen was trying to bring it I think even Matt Hack the punter for the Bills formerly of the Dolphins hit a shank and the entire team was like what are we doing they're playing their worst Mm -hmm. football (laughs) and it was tied with the Dolphins and then they they turn it on whatever they want but the Bills they're a wagon Mm -hmm. absolute wagon they're gonna have to deal with the New England Patriots though god damn right that New England I love the Bills we'll talk more about the Bills they beat the Dolphins yeah okay Dolphins fucking stink Dolphins have lost seven straight games by the way (laughs) seven straight games the Dolphins have lost was that the fan base that was mad at you for saying uh, that they were gonna finish behind the Patriots yeah I think yeah if I do, you didn't even sure. say they were going to finish last in the division, did you? No, I said no. they're going to finish third. Yeah, because at the beginning of the season they had the best odds to finish second in the AFC East above mm-hmm. the Patriots. And I said, really, the Dolphins above the Patriots? I, I didn't see that happen. That was a throwaway remark. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a throwaway remark in a conversation about the entire NFL. I was assaulted. Yeah, on time. the internet. It was awesome, actually. I kind of respected it. I enjoyed it. I'm like, okay, I didn't, re- I didn't really hammer the Dolphins that hard, but I like that you guys took that much offense. You guys are that passionate. Now it's Tua's era. B-Flow's getting rid of people they paid a year beforehand. This team's going to be a team. Their, pa- their fan base knows it. I'm excited for the Dolphin. All right, fins up. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Run, run. I told Gumpy, hey, we're going to talk about They've lost seven straight. That team fucking stinks. Stinks. Okay, they, they absolutely stink. I still appreciate their fans. Oh, yeah. They were incredibly passionate, but they stink. Mm-hmm. So in turn, Buffalo Bills, we apologize. We won't talk about you as much. A team that lost six straight going into a weekend to play against you has lost now seven straight. You start out a little cold, but you guys still have that ability to flip the switch. Cole Beasley, number one heel in the NFL. He was talking shit on Bill's Mafia a couple weeks ago. The only place I I get booed at is home. I thought he was supposed to be the best fan. He went for like 118 or something like that. Josh Allen can turn. That team is unbelievable. But it's AFC East football. Mm -hmm. And with the way the New England Patriots have been playing, I think everybody's got to look out. Ain't that right, Boston? 100%. Mac Jones' worst game by far, and we still end up winning in the end. And this feels like one of those games that we talked about before the season where Bill Belichick would have some sort of game plan and scheme something up against a guy like Justin Herbert and the Chargers who are a very good football team. Are they? Hey, 
What's going on People with them? Asking, we'll see. Yeah. They, they, are they dead? What happened? Uh, I mean, I don't know. What happened? What happened? What happened to the Chargers? Yeah. Or is it just Patriots are that good? Feels yeah. like it's the Patriots for sure, Pat. <laughs> and uh, not to mention, you know, Bill Belichick. Maybe this is one of those things against coaches who are in their first year. He's 4-0 this year. Okay. Granted, two of them are against the Jets. And to your point about uh, Magic Mike White Lightning, to Jets Nation, you're welcome because we took Zach Wilson out and now you have the quarterback of the future and oh. Mike White. Yeah. Don't have to thank me. I will already accept it. But no, the Patriots are You'll very, accept it for all the Patriots. For all the Patriots, yeah. Gotcha. From New York. I appreciate their appreciation for our appreciation of hurting nice. Zach Wilson. Well, I don't... Okay. I don't know if you should be appreciating the fact that you hurt another team's quarterback, but I like that you guys go out there with a mission to destroy the quarterback. Always. Especially young quarterbacks. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that last game against Herbert, I guess it was allegedly just an absolute... Runaway? So oh, yeah. Last year. 40 to nothing last year. Yeah, I mean, it was, so maybe uh-huh. there's a little bit of that mystique, you know, Brandon Staley, Herbert, uh-huh. whatever the case is. But if Magic Mike White Lightning goes on and beats the Patriots 10 times, will you still be saying, hey, you're welcome for giving this? Do you guys hate bad football so much? You said Zach Wilson needs to stop playing in the AFC East. This is not AFC East football. <laughs> this guy stinks so bad. Is that what you did? That's what you're kind of claiming. Not at all. I, I, I will not be upset if that happens. I mean, look, anytime you can birth the next Tom Brady in the NFL, I will welcome that. So when Magic Mike White Lightning and the Jets win six Super Bowls during his reign of power, I will look back and say, you know what? But you're welcome, New York. You so do you this. think about this at all in the Patriots' great win in L.A.? Yeah, big win. Big win. We're back. Mac Jones played bad, too, you see. Yeah, we're, his worst game by far. And, you know, with the defense pick six and then the run game travels, which is good now. So there's a lot of hope coming. The team's getting better every week, Pat. And I don't want to continue to harp on Magic Mike White Lightning, <laughs> but what happens if, you know, the business of the NFL is a real one? Yeah. And they spend a number two overall pick on Zach Wilson? Mm-hmm. So, hey, Mike, fucking, we're trading you out of here, actually. Oh. Oh. Or, yeah. hey, look. Imagine if Mike White is traded before tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Send him to New Orleans. Send him to fucking Indy. You know? Detroit. Yeah. Anywhere but Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. The good news is we'll find out about Magic Mike White Lightning real quick because, boom, fast turnaround Colts on Thursday night. Oh, I don't love that. Here we go. <laughs> we would like him to potentially cool off from the heater a little bit. I don't think he will. Short week on a 405 pass is not great. He potentially rides that heater uh-huh. right into Thursday night and it probably fizzles out into Jets football two weeks from now. But come on, guy. Well, unless Carson gives him eight more possessions than he typically would have in any given game, which he is, you know bound to do. Carson will try. He will. He will. He's a nut job. He's a psycho. He is. On the football field. Yeah. It is so fun to watch though. My the, God. The best. Him, I mean, he literally run, <laughs> run, fall. Okay, I'll, I'll let, yeah, Foxy. So he literally run. This is, this is the drive immediately following the left-handed pick six for two yards mm-hmm. after saying, nah, not doing that. He runs in the, oh shit. Balls, ball, up, quadruple coverage. Yeah. Completion. Awesome. Completion. T.Y.'s out with a concussion, I guess. Uh, He hit hard off the ground. Somebody took his legs out from under him, schoolboyed him. That's unbelievable. So Thursday night, Magic Mike White Lightning takes on Wild Wentz in what should be an absolute thrill ride. For all Indianapolis Colts fans. I I, I, think you could put 400 plus for each of them in the same game parlay. 
Maybe just that, just those two to each True. throw 400 plus. We got to get to a break. Uh, if you're a Colts fan, I don't know how you don't just rip your hair out every single time you watch them play. Dude. Shatter your TV. Jonathan Taylor. He just didn't He's get the ball for so two, two quarters. <laughs> why, did, why did we not give him the ball? He just disappears for 15 minutes at a time. I guess people asked Frank Reich in his interview this morning, uh, his press conference this morning, whether or not they think he should uh, hand over to play call of duties. Yeah. No. <laughs> that was the answer. Stop fucking asking. Hand, <laughs> hand the goddamn ball to Jonathan Taylor on the goal line. There's no way Carson's doing that, okay? There's no way Carson went. You know how boring that is? True. Carson might fall asleep on the field if he has to hand the ball off <laughs> yeah. to Jonathan Taylor. True. Anymore. And win games. That'd stink for him. No, he'd be sleeping. Yeah. It'd be a delay game. He'd be fucking out, dude. You know how? He, it seems like he gets bored with football. Mm-hmm. So, all right, fuck it. God, do something absolutely absurd here. Yeah. But every once in a while, it's really good. Really can, good. Truly. What if I can complete this left-handed? Man, fuck I, it. I wonder try. if while four guys are tackling me, <laughs> I can toss this son of a bitch to my other hand, and then maybe I'll eat a hook shot. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> It'll get there. T's and P's. He's throwing Hail Marys every play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is so fun. I love oh, watching yeah. the Colts. I bet you it, is awesome. it is the greatest. All right, let's get to a break. We're back on the other side with some overreact. 40,000 people watching again. This time we at least have a couple cameras. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate it. Here we go, boys. Woo! I don't know which camera. I've been trying to find a camera. We switched three different times. <laughs> now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes... It's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I get it. <laughs> that is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Huh? Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. Dave <laughs> Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the medication. Free two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles just released... This speech that Sirianni did after the game in the locker room in Detroit while standing on a chair. And I have to preface this with saying, uh, where I watch football at, 
There's TVs, obviously. There's only one game that has sound on it. All the other ones are silent. In the Fox OT show, there is a Fox after football show. When most people are watching Football Night in America, I guess Fox has OT, which happens as well. Mm. It was on the outside TVs, which must have been Fox channels because there's CBS and there's Fox channels. And then I move over to NBC to watch Football Night in America or whatever to catch the replays of everything that happened. On the Fox OT show, I saw Sirianni's face on a couple TVs standing up overlooking a locker, screaming something. I could not hear what he was saying, but I could only see him. Yeah, and they showed the video. I texted Ty literally immediately. And I said, I have no idea what he said, but I just saw Sirianni screaming in the locker room. I assume it is hysterical. Turns out he did have everybody go, uh, roots on three, one, two, three, <laughs> roots, to grow that flower, to continue to grow that flower and plant that fro- uh, 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 foundation. Keep them roots growing, baby. Let's go, yeah. Sirianni. I wish I would have heard it, AJ. I yeah, wish. I hey, who's, who's laughing now, Ty? Who's laughing now? Sirianni, obviously, he is doing the right thing. He has them all on board. I think you're right, Pat. They're buying in, Ty, and and Coach Sirianni is here joining us right now. Obviously, he pops in from time to time. Coach, big win for the Lions. Absolutely slaughtered MCDC out there. You gave a speech about these roots, and last week I believe you said you were in the manure phase. Mm-hmm. Are we a little bit past the manure now? Are we out of the shit, or are we maybe seeing a little bit of a blossom? We're definitely blossoming a little bit. We just beat the fuck out of the Lions, but let's pump the br- – I mean, before the game, I looked over at the sideline. I saw Dan Campbell. I said – this doofus is not going to be me. I mean, I'm going to outsmart, outgame plan. Jalen Hurts threw for 100 yards and we won by fucking five touchdowns. How does that happen? And, you know, all I did mentally, I needed to get on Dan Campbell's level. So I ate two tins of long cut school before the game. And uh, at that point, I knew, you know, we're going to keep this thing fucking rolling. But let's pump the brakes. The Lions are Maybe the fucking worst football team ever. What about the roots, though? One, two, three, roots. Is that how you guys always break it down? Well, as of late, Jalen was actually the one who said, like, hey, coach, we should start breaking it down with the roots analogy because it was so good. And I said, you know what, Jalen, if you want to do that, we'll do that. And, you know, obviously we get a big win and one, two, three, roots, baby. Let's keep it fucking rolling. (laughs) All right, coach, thank you for joining us. Uh, We have to pivot away from Coach Sirianni, obviously. And now we go to a multi-Hall of Famer, AJ. (laughs) This guy is in multiple Hall of Fames. This guy went out on a limb and said, I'd like this human on my show, please. And the brass executives uh, that are or whatever, not necessarily thrilled with that. But this dude got me on ESPN every single Monday. This dude made me a better host. This person made me better on air. This person is a Jets fan who's probably flying so high right now with Magic Mike fucking White. Lightning guiding this Jets Titanic boat that has been slowly crashing for years and years. Ladies and gentlemen, Magic Mike Greenberg. Well, I can only imagine how successful our show would be in the morning with the kind of analysis that I just heard before I came on. That's the one thing we're missing. I'm going to go back to the people I work for and say that's the guy we need because that analysis of how the Eagles beat up on the Lions yesterday is just what it would take to put us over the top in the morning. Well, Greeny, I'll tell you what, if you can find a Coach Sirianni, you should get it. I mean, some of the things some of the things that guy has said, normally we just quote him directly. I think there were some creative liberties on the two tins of long cut that MCDC maybe potentially choose, but we appreciate you joining us. I know you're very busy. You have to be incredibly happy that it looks like your team is at least being talked about in a positive light for three, four days here. Well, here's the problem. And, A.J., 
help me with this too, because AJ, if that performance yesterday had been put on by Zach Wilson, there would have been no living with me. There, there, that that would be it. It would be impossible. It would be over. I don't know that I would have made it in to do the show this morning. <laughs> the problem is that performance yesterday came from a guy that, if everything goes right, would never play again as long as he lives. The future of the team remains Zach Wilson. Now, he's not going to be healthy. As you guys obviously well know, the Jets turn around and play Thursday night at Indianapolis. So oh, yeah. Zach is not going to be back for that. We'll see what winds up happening with Mike White in that game. But when your backup quarterback ridiculously outplays the guy who is your star- not only your starter, but you have drafted specifically to be the future of your franchise, it leaves the fan with a little bit of mixed emotion. Like, obviously, I'm thrilled they won. I'm thrilled how well he played. But what exactly does this mean in the big picture if Mike White, who was a fifth-round pick three years ago and had never set foot on a field in anger before, so grotesquely outplayed the guy who was the future of my franchise? Greeny, so what do you do? I know you you are a giant Jets fan, and for other people that are Jets fans too, like are you said mixed emotions? Do you want Mike White to come light it up again on Thursday? Like what? Well, what is the plan? <laughs> yeah, I do. Obviously, uh, if only so I can give McAfee the business. If, if the Jets beat the Colts, the Colts, by the way, are a ten and a half point favorite in that game. Um, even though you have Carson Wentz uh, and we don't, but but that's, <laughs> uh, but. but Yes, I do, obviously. And, you know, I'll tell you something. Robert Sala, who's the new coach of the Jets, when he was asked in the press conference yesterday after the game, could you see Mike White continuing to start even after Zach is healthy? The first words out of his mouth were, anything is possible. And then he went on to couch it. I think he realized what he had just said. But he said that. And, look, maybe that's the reality. Tom Brady was the 199th pick in the draft once upon a time. If, if I had told you after he ran out onto the field and played his first game, that guy's going to win seven Super Bowls and be the greatest quarterback of all time, that would have been a pretty unlikely. So could Mike White turn into a great quarterback? Could he wind up being better than Zach Wilson? I don't suppose it's impossible, but clearly the Jets drafted Zach Wilson to be their franchise for the next decade plus. So if Mike White lights it up, I think they have at least a little bit of a problem on their hands. It's very fascinating because Zach Wilson was chosen over Justin Fields, obviously, and Mac Jones, and it's going to be judged that way until eternity. But you're not the only person in New York that heard him say that because the New York uh, Post Sports, Salah opens door to QB battle across the bottom. I think that's how most Jets fans feel, and they're completely okay with it, right? Even though the reality of the NFL is Zach Wilson – Second overall pick, he's going to get 7,000 opportunities to get back in there, but the Jets fans might be too loud. Does that ever matter what the Jets Yes. Yeah? Here's what I said on the radio today, Pat, that quarterback controversies can come from a lot of different places, but the most popular one they come from is from the fans. So the coaches may have an idea of what they're going to do, and the ownership may have an idea of what it's going to do, and the general manager may have an idea of what he wants to do. But I'm telling you right now, if Mike White lights it up Thursday night in Indianapolis. He won't, by the way. He won't. Well, this whole yeah. little magic Mike white lightning fairy tale ends on Thursday. Uh, All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. we'll see about that. We'll see if Carson Wentz decides to throw any left-handed jump balls from his own end zone. <laughs> 
Uh, every game, every game, Greeny. It, it's, it's every game he does something like that. But not like that. Not like that. Was that or see the two worst moments in the NFL yesterday were both agony for Pat McAfee. One is the Wentz interception. The other is Chris Boswell. Oh, Chris Boswell wow. getting knocked into the seats I mean, by holding cheating. on to the ball for so long. That that those are the two worst moments in the NFL yesterday, and they both had to eat at you. But having just said that, <laughs> yeah, most if points. Mike White, if Mike White plays big, let's put it this way: yesterday was by far the most dynamic and efficient the Jets offense has been all year long. It's one thing to be one of those things. It's another thing to be both of those things. So he was more dynamic and more efficient than Zach Wilson has been at any point. If he is that again Thursday night, they come home and play Buffalo a week from the following Sunday. If Zach Wilson is playing and the middle of the second quarter, he looks like he has looked so far. The quarterback controversy is on, regardless of what the coach wants, because the fans will be chanting Mike White's name, and that is a complicated, at minimum, place to be. I think so, too. And Mike White was getting his name chanted yesterday. I actually had to ask, are they, is that, what are they saying? <laughs> That's my name. Oh, shit. Tip of the cap there. Hey, Thursday night's game with uh, Wild Wentz and White Lightning. Five public push-ups between you and me. Yeah, you know what that what those are? Oh, yes. Well, public push-ups, I, I know what push-ups are. I remember the one time you made me do up-downs uh, on your show. So, I mean, you're going to get me in shape. What exactly are public push-ups? So, for instance, when you're live on GetUp or something, I will text you and say, hey, you owe me two push-ups in the next probably hour or so. Then, uh, I, okay. then I still have three in the bank, by the way. I still have three in the bank. You know what I mean? Okay. Those All are- right. Are we doing this with no points? And we're doing this straight up. We're just doing this. No spread, no nothing. You're a ten and a half point favorite. <laughs> we got Wentz, though. Let's, let's be Wentz. clear. And, and yes, you're not. We're not saddled with Carson Wentz, and you are. So that maybe that evens the matter out a little bit. All right. What the hell? I love my guys. I will make this bet because here's the reason I will do it. Yes. Because I am delighted to finally be on my wife's favorite show. I can tell you, I cannot tell you how many times my wife tells me that this is the best sports talk show there is. And let me state for the record, I host three others. (laughs) Somehow, you guys are better than the TV show I host in the morning, the radio show I host in the midday, or the NBA show I host at night. There's no time of day in which in my own household, I'm considered the best talk show. So... I can't say no. Well, shout out Stacy, by the way. Shout, shout, out, out, shout out. out, shout out. But that's not true. We all know that's not true. Okay, listen, if that's what she thinks also, maybe maybe we're big fans of her uh, as well, obviously, but she might not be like the Cisco and Ebert of sports oh. shows. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? She might not be the Cisco and Ebert. We appreciate the hell out of her. Uh, Get Up has been fascinating. You just sub me out and put Ryan Clark in on Mondays, huh? That's what you say? Hey, listen, this show be better. Take Pat out, bring in Ryan Clark. We got Orlovsky. We got Rex. I'm assuming Hembo and all the people behind the scenes. It's the same exact crew, and I don't get to be there. We enjoy the hell out of your Mondays, though. That's that's pretty much the way that went. And I, I to this day, I don't, I don't know why, but I don't really have an argument to make because that does seem to be oh. the way it went. But I've always assumed that was... That was based on your schedule and your enormous, uh, the, enorm- the, the enormity and, and, and increase in your profile and you're flying around doing WWE and all the other stuff that I find you doing all the time. Well, I appreciate that. And that is true. That is accurate. It's 100% my fault, not yours. But the show is great. It's awesome to watch. Go ahead, AJ. 
Uh, Greeny, so Pat mentioned uh, Orsovsky, and he's on there a, a lot with you. Does a great job breaking things down, very opinionated. What's it like working with him every single week? Like, he always has stuff to back up his arguments, which I always respect. And I like. He's not just going to throw it out there. He's going to show you some film to try to back up what he's trying to say. Yeah, no, the only – Dan's terrific. And, and I, I refer to Dan and Pat and a lot of these other young guys that I've had come through and all that as – like my nephews. I mean, these guys just, oh, you know, he, he came in, um, you know, without having really done a lot of TV. And he's just fabulous. And you're 100% right. He is like a, a magician with the telestrator. Like he does, I think, an unbelievably good job diagramming plays and all of that. The only downside of Orlovsky at this point is that he has unilaterally decided that we're going to end every Monday oh, with yeah. him telling an absolutely terrible oh, yeah. joke on oh, television. Yeah. And I, somehow I had no say in this. I don't know how this happened, but he just decided we're going to do it and we're going to keep doing it. And every week it just gets worse and I can't stop him. So if you guys can do anything about it, let me know. Now, Dan doesn't listen to anything we say. We, we tell him all the time, like, hey, Dan, you can't just go out there and say every player is your favorite player and every player is the MVP. <laughs> and every you can't say that every quarterback's the best quarterback. Like, that's what we try to tell him. He doesn't listen to a word we say. He does that every morning. I mean, every oh, yeah. oh, every yeah. single day. It's the and, and I would assume you hear it and just go, well, that's interesting that you said this today and because tomorrow it's going to be new. We love Dan, but what we're saying is nothing we have told him affects any train of thought. So I'd assume you're the same way. Those jokes at the end are going to stay, I assume. I, I'm never getting rid of them. I will say this. You should have seen the pain because you guys know how much he loves Carson Wentz. The pained expression <laughs> on his face as he had to analyze the two interceptions, which he argued the second one was worse because of the decision that I don't know how anything could be worse than the first one. Um, I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen. Uh, you guys aren't old enough to remember Garo Yepremian throwing a pick six. He was a kicker and he threw a pick six in a Super Bowl that otherwise his team would have won in a shutout. Google it. Um, it, it that, that, I think, is universally considered to be the worst play in NFL history. I think Carson Wentz put his name in that hat yesterday. Uh, <laughs> but Dan insists the second one was even worse because he says the check down to the running back, he would still be running right now. So that, that, that was a, a, the pain because of his love for Wentz. The pain on Orlovsky's face today was worth the price of admission. Yeah, and it's hard because I understand Dan. He feels the same way I think a lot of us feel about Carson. It's like the good is really good. He's a great player when he's playing well. Like when he's sitting in there and he's throwing it and everything like that. And when he, you know, he sprained both of his ankles on one play. You know, that's, <laughs> that's as many as you can. <laughs> the most amount of ankles that you can sprain, he sprained in one play with Aaron Donald draped around him. I mean, he still wanted to go back when he couldn't run or he couldn't extend the play and he was stuck in the pocket because he was in walking boots he was so good but then as soon as he just starts thinking like oh this play could be the best play of all time every single play it just one thing leads to another and it's a comedy of errors i mean the the throw it away in the end zone to the tight end on that screen he thought about it like you know he you actually saw him think oh this this play kind of stinks this is going to happen in the NFL. Sometimes things are going to... He thought about it, and he's like, no, no, no. I'm fucking Carson Wentz, dude. He tosses that thing to his other hand, Greeny. <laughs> other hand, three people tackling him, and just throws what? But then he'll drive right down the field on the next drive. He used the football as a balance on one. He actually fell, used the football to keep him up, chucked it in the 
Quadruple coverage. And Michael Pittman catches it. They score a touchdown. They tie it up. And then the next series throws a pick. In the th- I mean, it is just, it is like this at all times with him. I don't know how the Eagles fans did it. I don't know how his parents have watched him <laughs> play football all these years. It is a cardiac arrest, Greeny. It really is. Well, and, and but, but that's the thing, is that at some point, the guys like that, you just have to accept that it's not going to get better. Like, we kept waiting for things, like for stuff to get coached out of players. And if Frank Reich isn't going to coach that out of him, then I'm not sure who does. The question is, what does his future look like exactly? He's got the rest of this year there, obviously. And I, I agree with you. I actually remain sort of a Carson Wentz believer, um, although yesterday kind of pushed that to its very limit. Um, but it doesn't look good right now, and I don't know what becomes of him if and when they decide they just can't live with that roller coaster anymore. Go ahead, Ty. Greeny, obviously uh, with the Jets winning, it kind of takes you know a little bit of shine off them in New York. The the Giants won last week, but if they're going to go, if, like if they get blown out tonight by the Chiefs, uh, do you think there's a good chance like around New York, are they going to just blow everything up, get rid of Danny Dimes, get rid of Joe Judge? Like, what's the likelihood that that ha- that that happens if they stink for the rest of this year? I think the overwhelming likelihood is that they make a change. A general manager, um, everyone in New York hates the general manager. Um, I think Joe Judge, I, I, I think that the, 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 Dave Gettleman is his name, and, and, and he's, he, 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 has, he, has, he has outstayed his welcome, let's put it that way, for almost all of the fans of the Giants that I know. Here's the problem you have, is if you keep Joe Judge, then who are you hiring to run your organization, and you tell that person, You've got to keep this coach in place that I think almost any objective observer of that team would say the next time they win are really big. They win meaningful games, meaning January games. Someone else is going to be their coach. So do I think Joe Judge deserves to be fired today? No. Have I seen enough myself to say I do not believe Joe Judge is going to be a great NFL head coach? I have. And so as a consequence, (laughs) if I'm if I'm blowing out the general manager, then I'm starting all over again, and I'm bringing a new president and, and, and let that person hire uh, a coach and move on from there, and I think that person should be Lewis Riddick. Now, having said all of that, and, and there's no Spiderman. question, in my view, that Lewis will get serious consideration for that job. The, what, you, what you then asked me about Daniel Jones, in my opinion, he's been a bright spot. Like, he's been the best player on, on that team. The problem with them this year has not been the quarterback. And so I I suppose you have to let the new coach make that decision. But I would be much quicker if it were my decision. I would be much quicker to move on from the GM and the coach than I would from the quarterback. Uh, Do you disagree, Pat? No, I just think if you move on GM and head coach, they're going to move on from the quarterback, too. I mean, that's just classic, like, ego almost. But where are you moving on? Like, unless you're getting Aaron Rodgers or someone like that, I, I don't know where it is you're going immediately. You're probably better off picking up one more year of Daniel Jones Give him a year with your offense and your system, whatever it is you want to do, and see. I don't know that there is a better realistic option for them next year unless they get your guy, Aaron. Ask him this tomorrow. I will, like the entire rest of the sports media, be sitting listening, although he won't answer it right now, obviously. But but short of Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what option the Giants are going to have that is going to be better than what they have. Hey, we heard you the entire time. Your face kind of went to a non-connect screen, but your voice was heard loud and clear. Fascinating to think, that, fascinating to think though, 
that you just hang. Maybe Jason Garrett, head coach. Oh, oh same <laughs> offense. Go ahead and move the clapper. Move the clapper. Yeah, Later on up. Back in the NFC East, head coaching seat again. Huh? Maybe that's the case. Here we go, huh, Danny? Uh, go ahead, Carl. Yeah, or trade for Mike White. Uh, Greeny. Oh, how, as- about Kellen, how about Kellen Moore? Oh. Especially after that Cooper Rush. Go ahead and just have him be quarterback and head coach and GM. How about that? Maybe that's what the Giants need to do. Yeah, Greeny, do you find solace in the fact as a Jets fan that you're not as terrible as the Lions? And if you are the Lions, would you start <laughs> tanking for Arch Manning or no? It's a couple-year play. I don't, how Arch Manning is in high school, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a couple-year play. Yeah, right? Slow yeah. play, yeah. Um, I, as a Jet fan, I take solace in nothing. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot of solace to be found in any of it. Um, the Jets are are not the worst team in the NFL, although I'll say this. Last week, I think the Jets were worse than the Lions were. Way worse. Like, the Lions, I thought, I really admired the way they played that game against Stanford, and I think that was their Super Bowl. I I, I loved the fake punts and the onside kick and all that stuff. And and there's something about the coach I actually like. Yesterday was just, that was a no-show. They might as well have just saved themselves the trouble and not bothered to suit up for that game. Um, so, but no, I take no solace in anything as a Jet fan. Literally nothing. Hey, they stink. They've had some devastating losses. Obviously, Justin Tucker hits from 66 and then another 50-plus yard yeah. field goal to the Vikings. But it feels like there's a chance that this Lions team, they practiced for an entire week. They oh, yeah. watched film. They tried. They dedicated hours and hours of their life. Motor City Dan Campbell drank no short of 2,000 gallons of coffee last yeah. night. <laughs> and they, it was 41 nothing with a sign of getting much worse there. Late in that game, ended up oh, yeah. being 44-6. We have the only Lions fan that has a microphone on a national show. Yeah. Your team is by far the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> and I don't know if there's any chance of getting out of it. And you got Goff's contract. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what a wild scene <laughs> over there. I love Motor City Dan Campbell, and I'm not going to blame him at all. That roster is so bad. I walked into the office this morning, and I said, guys, I mean, Jared Goff is terrible, but name me one player on our defense right now, and no one could even name a name. Oh, you guys got that uh, Joe, Joe Dirt. Dirt. Joe Dirt. Yeah, exactly. Bob Carpenter we 2.0. have Joe Dirt on defense. No, he's a captain. He's got good energy. Yep. Yeah. We're, they, they're terrible. They stink, though, Greeny. They're the Jets now. You know, like, I know that the Jets have a bigger market, I guess, so that's why the Lions kind of sneak by, but they are. So, so, they need to just pay Greeny. Greeny, they just need to pay Calvin Johnson. How come, like, the curse, and you've been around sports so long. Obviously, Mike and Mike was a staple of a lot of sports fans' childhood at this point and through a lot of adulthood and everything like that. The Lions just need to pay Calvin Johnson and get rid of that curse. Is there a reason they haven't done that? And in your sports Rolodex of life, have you ever seen anything like what the Lions have had to face? No, I mean, the Lions, the fact that they, do I have this right? They've won one playoff game since the 50s. That is I mean, that, 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 uh, that was a good day, though. Yeah. 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 That was a good day. Was that, was that the Wayne Fonts Lions who won a playoff game? Do I have that right? I, I, I can't even remember the game they won. Barry I know Sanders. It, wasn't, it, was, it was Sanders. Yes, no, the Lions are terrible. But I will say this, and no one cares. I mean, I'm about to say something that literally no one cares. <laughs> The Jets have had games this year where they were worse than the Lions have been. The Jet game against Denver, the Jet, which was week three, in Denver, if that game was still going on, the Jets would not have scored. <laughs> it would, they would still, if they were still playing, that was week three. There have been six weeks since then 
The Jets would not have scored if they had played that game. They genuinely should have saved whatever money it cost in it. There's no airfare. What the hell am I talking about? That I like sitting there at United. <laughs> whatever it cost them to fly their plane to Denver to play that game, they should have saved that money because they would have been no less competitive if they had not bothered to make the trip. Waste of laundry detergent. I love it. Go ahead, Tone. <laughs> uh, Greeny, the, the uh, Rams go out and get Vaughn Miller today. Do you like that the Rams are doing it like that versus and saying fuck it with all the draft picks, like the draft picks mean nothing. Do you like that? Yes, I do. And why not at this point? I mean, you're right there. I think that that is a trade, in my opinion, that could tilt the balance of power. I, I have thought the Rams were the second likeliest team in the NFC to make it to the Super Bowl. Yesterday and today changed my mind. I think now the Rams, based on their acquisition of Von Miller, and how human the Buccaneers looked. And, and, and I don't know that everyone can do to them what New Orleans does, but New Orleans, Tom Brady does not want any part of the Saints in the playoffs, regardless of who their quarterback is by the time we get to the end there. Um, but I would put the Rams now number one with that acquisition. Their defense is scary. And I actually think right now I would put the Cowboys two. I think that the, the, oh, my, my pecking order in the oh, NFC would be you don't, hey, you don't have to talk about the Cowboys on this show. Okay, this show you can talk about any team. You don't have <laughs> no, to talk about No, but I'm so the- conditioned to. No matter what else happens, <laughs> it's Cowboys. Like, literally, no matter what else happens. You'll appreciate this. I had a little medical procedure done three weeks ago. I'm fine. Everything's fine. No problem. All right. Yeah, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, the reason I tell you this is because I was going in at 7.30. At 7.15 in the morning, I sent a text to Pete McConville. Uh, Pat knows who that is. He's the executive producer of Get Up. And I sent him a note. I said, I'm going in in 15 minutes. If I don't make it out, always remember, you can never talk too much about the Cowboys. <laughs> I, wanted those to be, I wanted those to be my final words, if indeed uh, they want to be my final words. But sense. I think they're that good. I think they're that good. And their defense is getting is good like and getting really good. At first, they were... I thought they'd be terrible. Then I thought they were still bad but opportunistic. Then I thought they're decent but opportunistic. And now suddenly they just flat look good. That defense is good and getting better. Dak has gone from what he was, which is a good quarterback now, to being a great quarterback. They've got weapons all over the place. I think until the Rams got Von Miller today... I would have said the Cowboys are the team to beat in the NFC. Now, how can you not say it's the Rams? Okay, and there's another team in the NFC that might have a question to ask you, and that's the Packers, right? Without their yeah. top weapon and without yeah. their top two weapons and without Huge win. top three of their weapons, they beat the undefeated Cardinals. But they're right. a team that operates much differently than the Rams, especially it came to the conversation piece this entire offseason with Aaron Rodgers and a potential relationship with the Packers. You see the Rams go and get Von Miller to kind of, hey, this is our window. We need to go. Who cares about future picks? We'll give up two future ones. We'll give up golf, obviously. We'll give up every pick but the fifth and the seventh this upcoming draft because we want to win now. You saw Tampa. Tampa's doing everything they could to sign everybody. Salary cap gymnastics. That guy's name, Mike Greenberg, down there, by the way, doing an absolute godsend to the Buccaneers roster. The Packers don't do that type of thing. There's a lot of teams that potentially don't do that. With the success we've seen, now let's assume the Rams are going to go on to succeed. The Bucs have already had success. The Chiefs have been able to do this, although they kind of built from within, but they're going to pay everybody. How come more teams don't just get after it? Why is that? You know, because the NBA has always done this. You've covered both. I think the NFL fans, we don't want this to be the NBA, but it feels like players are starting to decide where they want to go much more. And why why doesn't every team try to get involved in that? 
Right. Well, the Packers' lack of doing that is obviously well documented, and, and we saw what it resulted in with with your guy Aaron, and and it results in having for the last thirty years, literally thirty years, they have had a top ten all time quarterback uh, playing for them every single one of those seasons. Rodgers, who's top five all time, and Favre, who's top ten all time, and they've made it to three Super Bowls and won two of them. Um, so what has been proven out is that the whole idea of a five-year plan in the NFL, which the league was built on for the first 90 years of its existence, I agree with you, those days are over. I think the value of winning once, the idea that these draft picks are worth their weight in gold and all the ways that football people have traditionally thought need to be rethought as we move into a new era of analytics and where you know young people, as, as uh, uh, you know, a lot of people sometimes bemoan, these young people kind of get it. And they're the ones who understand where this stuff is going. If you have Aaron Rodgers, put it this way. If you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, then every single year is Super Bowl or bust. Every single year. So every year should be treated as that. You should not be thinking about where am I going to be three years from now. That's nobody's problem when you have Aaron Rodgers. If you have Aaron Rodgers, a miracle has befallen you. Right? One of the greatest players that ever lived plays overwhelmingly the most important position for your team. So you should be doing everything you can every year to win the championship and we'll worry about next year when next year comes. And that's what football is now. And I think they've been getting it wrong for a long time. And that's why he's so aggravated. And obviously we've lived, we've gone down that road a million times. Um, but yes, I think that the Packers between now and four o'clock tomorrow, tomorrow, while Aaron is sitting there talking with you, strumming his guitar, whatever it is that he's doing, um, you should be get, you should get breaking news. You should say, guess what, Aaron, your team has just acquired this guy, whoever that is before the deadline to help you try and win the Super Bowl this year. That's what should happen. And unfortunately we all know it won't. True. Well said. Antonio Brown. That's a, that would be an interesting one if they brought him over. You somehow lured him away from Tampa. But Greeny, you mentioned Aaron to the New York Giants. Antonio Brown. I was just throwing. No, I'm just throwing receivers Brandon out Cooks, there that they maybe. could get. Oh, okay. He popped in my head. Brandon Cooks, though, maybe out of Houston. Yeah. He's a hell how about of- Odell? How about Odell Beckham? Greeny, is it crazy to think though? Like the Packers have made more moves than they have in the past. We know that. How about Odell? Like Odell had yeah. one target in Cleveland yesterday. One. Six one. They threw him the ball one time. So is he still, a, I mean, you put him on the other side or wherever it is you would put him in the slot, wherever you want to put him, but you got Devontae on one side, you got these other guys coming back healthy eventually, and then you add Odell. You tell me. I mean, you, yeah. you, you tell me whether that is enough of a guy. I would defer to your expertise on that. But, yes, I believe they should go get somebody, and I think they won't. Imagine Devontae on one side and then Odell on the other. Big Bob Tunyon, big dog out there. Aaron Jones has the ability to go out to a slot whenever. A.J. Dillon. Oh, my God. That would be yes. fantastic. Lazard potentially yeah. back. Ooh. I think Tunyon is out for the year, though, unfortunately, right? Didn't yeah. Tunyon tear oh, yeah, his yeah. ACL? Fuck! So that's a bad yeah. loss yeah. for them. That yeah, that, that's, that's bad. Big dog's yeah. been eaten. Big dog one-handed snack. Yeah. Snack. Greeny, you're the big dog. You know that? You ever think that to yourself whenever you walk past your Hall of Fame things and you're like, <laughs> you know what? I am the fucking big dog around here. You ever think that, Greeny? I do. Yeah. I walk around just saying, I am the big dog. I'm the Mercedes loose of this entire thing. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Uh, what time do you wake up in the morning? Uh, like these days, like a quarter to five, which by my standards is pretty late. Um, when I hosted Mike and Mike, I woke up at a quarter to four. 
and that was really early. Um, so a quarter to five, which to most people probably feels really early, doesn't feel quite as early to me. Draney, I, I want to ask this question. You could dance around it. You're an incredible speaker if you want to. But whenever Mike and Mike ended, it was huge. I mean, that's a huge deal. And there was, yeah. a, there was always a sense that massive drama was happening. Was there? Do you in, do you in, do you and Mike Golick ever speak anymore? Is there ever any of that? Because you two created magic for so long. It's like Tom and Bill. Yeah. <laughs> right? You guys yeah. created a team of greatness for so long. Inevitably, there's a chance that something could go wrong. Was that all blown out of proportion? And what is it like now? There, there was not massive drama at all. Uh-oh. Oh, no, that might be oh, a Hey, no, don't I'm you getting... fucking say anything! <laughs> I have a Zoom. I have a Zoom that I'm supposed to be on four minutes ago. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry about that. No, no, not at all. There was no massive drama. Um, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I would be happy to. If I saw him, it would be fine. And I would say no. Um, I appreciate how much everyone sort of, I don't know that it's still the case. For a long time, people said they missed it. And that just means that you created something that people liked and cared about. So... I'm I'm happy for that, and I'll always feel good about it. Well, you should, and Get Up is awesome as well. Can't wait to see the next Hall of Fame you get into. You're late for a Zoom call. Oh, my God. Uh, mm. All right, I got to go be the big dog. <laughs> the big dog, Mike Greenberg. Yeah! Yesterday, so much chaos happened in bullshit calls and penalties and fluke plays and wild games bars how could somebody go 10 and 4 prognosticating well that man is a college football national champion that man is a super bowl champion he's also potentially the all-time leading tackler for one of the oldest franchises in the history of the nfl ladies and gentlemen ohioan out of centerville ohio aj hawk yeah! 10 and 4 dude I assumed I was well under 500. Honestly, I texted Zeke. He told me I had a decent record this week. I thought I was terrible. You did incredible. I was exactly at 500, allegedly. I mean, to be honest, my bank account doesn't say that. <laughs> my bank account on FanDuel does not say that I want 500. I, I would like to let everybody know that I would never gamble enough to either propel me into a new tax bracket or make me leave my current tax bracket. <laughs> sure. Okay, which is probably a good message for everybody mm -hmm. hey probably this, smart yeah probably smart that's probably you know how it should be but there is something about waking up on a monday morning looking at your account and seeing zero point zero zero dollars in there and feeling as if fandle just beat the fuck out of you the reason why i think growing up i was a good test taker is because i literally viewed it as me versus the teacher like hey this is me Versus you. So that's how I framed it in my mind. And I hated the teacher probably. So I wanted to dunk on them in the test. And that's how I framed it. In this particular fashion, whenever you beat somebody for uh, 20 bucks, 10 mm -hmm. bucks, 5 bucks, whatever the case is, it's fucking amazing. It is such a, it, for me, it is a fulfilling, it is glorious, it is magical when somebody has to potentially hand over, no matter what the sum is. So whenever you lose every dollar you had in your account, which was going pretty good, to FanDuel, it is, if you ride that high of enjoying it when you're taking money from FanDuel, that low on the other side, you have to feel it. And I do. It was a rough morning for me, but if you would have been betting, and if FanDuel was legal in Ohio, the Hawks out there, the Hawkites, the Hawkers, the big, raging 
hawkers out there would have rode alongside you to massive amounts of victory in a day that was filled with chaos. Ten and four, dude. Well done, AJ. Well done. Oh, AJ, you got to be pumped about that. How'd you know? Sure, I, I am pumped because it's a complete surprise for me. I honestly, I for real, I was like, I think I told Z, I thought I won four games maybe when I when I looked back on it uh, yesterday <laughs> afternoon, I guess. But hey, it was a weird week. I feel like everywhere, especially with the Bucks getting beat, all the backups. Yeah, it's it was a fun week of football. I think for everybody to watch. Backups became alphas. Week eight NFL Sunday of the twenty twenty one season. That's real. You got Mike White thrown for four hundred five yards. First Jets quarterback in three hundred and thirty games to throw for four hundred yards. That's Magic Mike White Lightning. Then you obviously got uh, Cooper Rush. Thrown for 300 yards in a tud. Becomes the first quarterback to ever do that in a primetime road game. Okay, so they got stats. They got stats for everything, obviously. But Cooper Rush, unbelievable. Mike White, unbelievable. Simeon, unbelievable. Geno Smith won a game for the Seahawks. I mean, backup quarterbacks coming in and winning is huge. And I think this is why, although I did not know who the fuck Mike White was. I think this is why you have to potentially invest in at least a serviceable, good backup quarterback in the teams that don't, I think you see, and the teams that do and actually take it seriously there, it pays off for, I think, AJ. I mean, absolutely. It's a scary thing to think of when you look at some teams, if their starting quarterback goes down, like how much production of their offense goes down. But credit to these guys stepping in and being ready. I think Sean Payton had a great, like, he, he said something after the game. Imagine going in there and you have to prepare like you're going to start even though you've been a backup for three or four years and then when you're thrust in there finally like oh oh, this is what four years of work of sitting here and and making sure i'm ready even though i haven't haven't got in like this before to actually capitalize on that and win games man that's it's a special moment i think chris collinsworth said cooper rush was incredibly calm in warm-ups cool you know almost like he expected it which is Amazing because the mental toughness you have to have to go through everything you just described right there of every week you have to know every play. You have to know basically everybody's job. You're also coaching it and you're getting nowhere near the same amount of reps as everybody else. But, hey, but... Starting quarterback might go down. You might have to go in. And by the way, our entire season depends on it. <laughs> like that, ha- that could happen out of nowhere. I remember when they signed Matt Hasselbeck because, you know, with Peyton, it was Sorgi, it was Curtis Painter. There was a couple other guys. It wasn't like they're paying money for the backup quarterback. And then when Luck got here, they brought in Hasselbeck. He was making more money than me and Vinatieri. And I was like, this fucking guy. All right, this guy does nothing. This guy, huh? this guy does absolutely nothing. But then you start watching what he actually did in the way I think he was, uh, he, I don't want to say a coach, but also in the locker room. Like if somebody had a question and they didn't know how to frame it to Andrew, they would go to Matt and confide in Matt and be like, hey, if I want to do this, how do I do that? And watching that role as kind of locker room politician, coach, also having to be able to play and do things for the scout team, the practice team, that is a difficult position. And when your number gets called out of nowhere, that happens. Out of nowhere, you're playing in the game. There's like billions of dollars on the line. There's careers on the line. There's seasons on the line. There's potential firings on the line. And it comes out of nowhere. And those boys yesterday, they went out there and did the damn thing. Now, I don't expect them to do that Every single week, you know, they say water finds its level or whatever the case is. But fucking what a great day for all. Think about their families, their friends, their communities. After those games, that had to be so much fun on the phone. Yeah, I know they showed, uh, was it Cooper Rush, his dad in the stands Mm -hmm. right after they won? Like he was so excited. It was cool to see. 
And, and for some of these guys, they may never get another opportunity like this. So to actually capitalize on it and make the best of it, yeah, it's got to feel pretty good and keep them alive and give them another chance, hopefully. Think about their friends today at work. If they don't live in the city where the guy's the backup quarterback at, they're walking in, whatever their job is, wherever it's at. I fucking told you. Hey, <laughs> did I know? I said the guy was a player. I said he just, all he needed was an opportunity. 405 fucking yards. Think about Mike White's friends. Mm -hmm. Mike White's friends who have either talked shit for him or had to go to bat for him at USF, and then he goes to Western Kentucky. He's drafted by the Cowboys. Now he's at the Jets. His friends, whenever they, you know, chat about Mike White, Mike's a fucking player, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the guy, he's really good. He just hadn't, you know, he hadn't really had his opportunity whatever and he throws for 405 think about his friends like been saying it been saying it like what a what a day for them and that happens for cooper rush that happens for simeon geno smith's people west virginia fans have been like hey this guy he's been bounced around it didn't start out great but he's got in there that's what one day like yesterday can do for entire lives and i don't know if that ever gets talked about enough go ahead Tony. foxy did it this morning first thing he said when he walked in the office cooper rush he's lancing he's lancing that's exactly like that shit never gets talked about and happens like that is a reality 400 prime Sunday night football dude Cooper Rush Man. they put out a video of Dak Prescott warming up and everybody goes oh he's definitely playing with that warm up that he just did there that Tom Pelissero that seems like a guy who could play football right now and a guy who was two weeks ago said if this was a game I would be playing but then they had a bye week and then all of a sudden now he's not even dressing we're letting him get better we're letting him heal and we're going to roll uh, we're going to roll out Create a player. <laughs> Cooper Rush out here, you know, and he goes out there and does. I mean, that is just his family had to be so fucking pumped. His people had to be so pumped. Yeah, I mean, Ginger Lightning was electric last night, but also they were showing a bunch of clips of his dad, too, and it was cool. And I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but he did throw an interception that just happened to bounce off the dude's chest and into Amari Cooper's well, arms hey. on the way down on the last drive. But hey, you need that sometimes. Hey, sometimes you get a good bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Sometimes you get a good bounce. And Some, sometimes you get a terrible bounce. Yeah, and that's what happened with the Vikings. And also the running back for the Jets actually said, hey, I told you guys. It's Mike fucking White now. Everyone knows it in his post-game uh, press conference. Hey, Mike, very game ball. You know, we only got one game ball. Mike White in there. Gives a speech to the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, let's go. All right. Uh, Zach Wilson, young. Ooh. Young. Has not won much at all. Now they're releasing a story that LaFleur wanted to be up in the booth, but Zach Wilson preferred him on the sideline because it was a comforting thing. And Magic Mike Fucking white lightning says, nah, you can go up in the booth, dog. I don't need you. We'll just do the old phone call thing or put on a headset. You're all good. That information getting out, that speech, the game ball, the New York Post saying, hey, Salah said, quarterback competition possibly. <laughs> oh. Zach Wilson, we're about to learn a lot, I think, about old Zach Wilson right now, too, amidst all of this, because Mike White's supposed to be a backup for Zach, supposed to help Zach go, help build Zach. Hey, high draft pick, big lights here. I can do anything I can to help you. And then now, if you're Mike White, justifiably so, you should potentially be thinking, should you be helping me right now? Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that's a, that could easily creep in there, couldn't it, AJ? I mean, I mean it, it can definitely get weird. The fact, like, So is Zach Wilson on pace to come back next week? 
Do we know? No, it was a few I think it weeks. was two to four weeks initially. I'm going to be honest. I've been camouflaged by the uh, white lightning so much. I, I have not even <laughs> looked into why Zach didn't play. Why didn't Zach play? Spring PCL, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got carried off there. You think Flacco's in Mike White's ear, too? Like, hey, fuck Zach Wilson, man. It's your team. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've been there. I've done that. Tyrod Taylor was my backup. Think about everything he wanted to say to me whenever we were in the Super Bowl. Dude, fucking go, dude. Fucking go, bro. Magic Mike White, good for him, man. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. That boy, Mike. Hey, this tweet from 2013. There's been a couple tweets yeah. from old Magic Mike fucking White Lightning from 2013 that I enjoy. This one from February 23rd, 2013 made me go over the top in my love and admiration for him. Yeah. I didn't expect to talk about the suck-ass Jets. Okay, mm -hmm. for this amount of time on this show. I understand the New York market's a big one. I have friends that are Jets fans. But that team hasn't necessarily deserved air whenever being spoke about in an overreaction Monday for how long they have stunk. Okay, now granted, New York, big market, I get it. If we were to talk about the Jets, the Giants, the Cowboys every single day, that would obviously build numbers because the amount of fans. But I don't think if we who are a truth-speaking group of people, were to speak about the Jets on a regular basis, would be great for our show, because actually, we would just be shitting on the Jets the entire time. <laughs> and there's no reason that the Jets faithful has to hear that from us when they literally hear that from everywhere else. So I did not plan on speaking about it. Then I saw some of these tweets from 2013. I'm like, I fucking love this guy. I hate losing to rich, white, arrogant kids. <laughs> Amen. I have never heard something resonate with me more than seeing 2013 Mike White tweet this because I know exactly what had happened because Plum did this against Fox Chapel. Every so Fox Chapel was the school we had to play against. They had a lot of money. And they uh, did not necessarily enjoy the, my part of Tom, plum. Huh. I was an enemy over there. Actual people with signs and painting up like me, following me. I had to get escorted to a bus during one of the games over there. So this was a real thing. Now, I have friends from there now, I guess. Nah. Not really, actually. <laughs> but I would, I think. I think it's probably a much nicer place than I had to. So when I saw this from him, then I read about him a little bit. Then I saw him say, hey, Bate, I'm going to break your records, too. I'm like, all right, this, I don't know, is he 12 whenever he's putting this out? <laughs> I fucking love, like, I love this dude even more and i just find it a very fascinating situation especially after a four hundo piece in a game against the Bengals. that that defense looked dead aj should we worry about the Bengals? you think i don't know i don't know if we should worry about I, I have no idea what to think with all of like what's been going on around like should you worry about the tampa Bay bucks are you worried about them i doubt Ooh. it i don't know okay so good diversion away from the Bengals, a team that has uh you know a lot of fans in your friend circle i know i'm not mm -hmm. saying anything bad. they're like, dead they're dead. They they're dead. Joe, no, I don't think they're dead. Joe Burrow's okay. awesome. I Weather think their defense can play at a high level. I just have no idea what that means. Does that mean they're going to win a playoff game? I don't know. Okay, so, by the way, we don't believe they're actually dead. We just had to say that for you to speak on the Bengals there because I did want to hear what you had to say because it was fascinating because Joe, Joe got right on the field and just do what he had to do, and then you go off the field, and it's almost like at that particular time, you might have – Probably not, actually, with the quarterbacks, I guess, that you had and got to play alongside. But there had to come a time yesterday where Joe, at one point, was like, hey, let's get a fucking stop. Mike White is the name of it. Like, at some point, 
that had to cross his mind. So I don't think they're dead either. I think we're all on the same page, but definitely a big breakout game for the Jets. Now back to the Bucks. There's an interesting stat that I seen on uh, Football Night in America last night or Sunday Night Football. I'm not 100% sure. Send it to Dirty to make it into a graphic. The Saints have been the absolute kryptonite for T, uh, TB12 since becoming a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Against all In 28 games with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, against all other teams, Tom Brady is 20-4, and four, okay? Against the Saints, he's 1-3, the one win just being a playoff game. Against all other teams, he has 67 touchdowns. Against the Saints, he only has eight. Interceptions total in his other 24 out of 28 games played as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. 13 interceptions against the Saints, seven. Okay, pick sixes, one against everybody else in his 20-4 run, two against the Saints already. It has not been good. Maybe the Saints do something that Tom Brady doesn't fully calculate in that alien, incredible brain he has. I'm not sure what it is. Could it be a system? Could it be a scheme, AJ? What are your thoughts? I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit of everything, but yeah, the, how they scheme him up, they try to confuse him, and they have really good players at the same time. Uh, didn't uh, Dane Orslovsky, didn't he break this down on Get Up or one of the shows, the last pick that Tom threw and how they kind of baited him into it? No, is that what happened? I didn't see old Dane Orslovsky. I saw him say that the Cowboys are now, after this win, the most likely to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So that would mean that he thinks that Cooper Rush is not that good of a quarterback, <laughs> that he led a very good team and is not that great. That's more impressive than the Packers beating the Arizona Cardinals without Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, or MVS. The undefeated Cardinals in Arizona on a short, short week, week without yeah. any players. Uh, what Cooper Rush was able to accomplish because of how bad he is with that team is now obviously a team that's going to go on a run because when Dak's in there, think about what they could be. Maybe that's right. I'm not 100% sure. But I did not see uh, the Saints coaxing old Tom Brady into throwing a pick. Is that is – that, I didn't see well, I don't know. I don't know if he said they like they they exactly baited him, but he was just showing how they were trying to confuse him and showing you know they're not showing anything pre-snap to him, and then bam, you take advantage of. There also is a threat of pressure too all the time too on Tom. He knows he has to get rid of it when he's playing them. Yeah, and there's no Antonio Brown or Rob Gronkowski, which are two free agents that they were couldn't run in. the ball either. That was huge, yeah. but they couldn't really run the ball. I feel like yeah, more Rojo in there <laughs> this year because there hasn't been much Rojo this season because uh, playoff Lenny became Lombardi Lenny, and then that just became starter Lenny, and Leonard Fournette just became starter, and he started eating and doing very well. So there was a little bit more Rojo in there. Giovanni Bernard mm -hmm. got some touches as well, maybe because they needed a little bit of a scat back or whatever. Maybe act like Lewis did for mm -hmm. Tom in New England or whatever the case. On. Let's not forget that Tom was up very late on, late on Monday night doing the Manning cast, so that's way past his bedtime. And now quarterbacks are winless after being on the Manning, Manning Monday night football Monday cast. night Manning cast. Yeah. Yeah, that uh -oh. is a stat that's coming out. It's like the new Madden cover. Yeah, it is. Who's on the schedule tonight? Uh, Michael Irvin. I know that has happened. That was announced on uh, first take. Okay. Excited for that. Excited for Michael Irvin and the Mannings. I assume they have yeah. a good relationship. I assume they know each other well, and Michael Irvin will bring it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that'll be... That hasn't be... come out yet, though. But you know it's going to be Strahan and Alex Smith for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because it's... Uh... Giants. Oh, Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Eric Stone Street or Paul Rudd. Ooh. A wild card ooh, yeah. in there. Get Rudd in there. All right. I'll bet a good money that... Nope. I'm not saying it. What? John oh. Hamm? Isn't he a KC guy? I'm not Go a ahead. hater, but the people that aren't in the sports world to come on are stink. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's who, what I, who who has not been an athlete that's come on there. No, it just has to be somebody that that Peyton knows. Like I think they should just only put people that Peyton knows. 
Yeah. You know, like Peyton, like you shoot the shit. With that, yeah, because you can yeah. obviously see the people that have a relationship with him and do who do not have a relationship with him because Peyton's being told to read these questions to get them to open up. And the hope is that once they open up, then it'll become an entire thing. And I, I assume Peyton does care about those answers. But there's also a game going on that Peyton studied for for the last week and a half and is watching yeah. what the offense coordinators are doing. So it's like a, I think that is just my only yeah. my only take. So hopefully. And Peyton's pretty big in Hollywood, so I'd assume it is Stone Street or who's friends with or whatever. Well, and I don't know if they even want to go on now, because if they do go on, is their next movie or TV show going to tank? Like, if Michael Irvin goes on tonight, is he going to get dunked on by Stephen A. Smith next time he goes on first take? It, what is currently high? Is anybody keeping score? Who is winning it? Oh, I'm not sure. No. I believe they don't keep score, and they just give Stephen A. all the points. I'm not 100% positive. That's a cool game. That's like uh, around the horn. Yeah, exactly. And plus, <laughs> hey, toss out points. If you want to win, I'll Kellerman your ass, and I'll get you out of here. Don't you forget it. Jesus. Jeez, Louise. They had a three, four year he run over it. there. Jeez. Yeah, but he, he's the one that said it. Yeah, I wanted Max off the show. Sue me. That's what he said. Yeah, but we all knew that was Stephen A's show. Like, yeah, that absolutely. was his show. So I, I, I'm watching for Stephen A. Mm -hmm. And I think Stephen A knows that. I think ESPN realized that. Yep. And they had to pivot to it or whatever. Stephen A's world's still happening? No, I believe it is now first take. Yeah. Okay, so that has become the entire... That's where the Stephen's A list... Mm -hmm. I don't A's. know for sure, but I know that I haven't seen much promotion for Stephen A's world. Well, I have seen a lot of Michael Irvin and Stephen A, though. Yeah. I, those are two of my favorite humans that speak on a regular basis about sports and everything mm -hmm. like that. Is anybody keeping score over? I don't think so. Is Tabo still on? Tabo's yeah, been he's playing well. They don't yeah. let there be signs behind him anymore, which is good because obviously that did not go over too well while that was happening. There were some mean signs. Yeah, Tebow like can't what? block. Yeah. I think was on there. I right, listen, AJ. You know no, what they for real. I don't. I honestly don't know the signs. I'm curious. Like, I'm surprised they let him on the air. Don't they go take those down? Well, that's no. the thing. Yeah. Is they didn't. <laughs> and it was it was two feet behind Tebow's thing. So we thought it was maybe going to become like a game day type situation, maybe wrestling type situation, where like, hey, if you come and show up, any signs good? Because there was three signs the first time. <laughs> there were signs, and they were all Tebow. I think was on Alabama's campus, maybe or somewhere. He was in. He was yeah. on friendly. Territory, yeah. and they, these they were just you know. So they, I just they were like they couldn't have been vulgar though, were they? No, I mean yeah. no, they're attacking his. There was a skill. chicken. Right. There was a chicken that a rooster that made its way on the air on Friday night. True. I mean, there's there's clever ways to get signs that say things onto the air, you know. But there is always a cat and mouse game on which signs can't. Hey, we can't have that be on. That happened at game day when we were there. Yep. That happens basically every. Hey, can't have that one on. All right, that, and then people flip it around, huh? Yeah, but you're going to have to give it to me. You're going to have to rewrite that one. Yeah. Okay, that's going to have to happen because we can't have them. But there's always one or two to slip past the goalie. There's oh, always yeah. one or two to slip past yeah. goalie. And there was only one or two signs, and it seemed like both of them might have slipped past the goalie. Uh -huh. I'm not I mean, sure. they – and they didn't tell the guy to take it down. For, for the entire time Tebow was on there, just boom, Tebow can't block right above his head. I mean, it was <laughs> – you know, yeah. not, I, I saw that. I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, I know you did. That's why when I said when you asked – but that was—I mean, yeah. that's fine. I understand why you keep that up. Like, that's—I mean, I'm sure Tebow can laugh at that. I thought so too. I actually appreciated Tebow for being like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then the next week, they didn't have any hey, of no that. They haven't signs. had any signs. It's no like, signs. So I don't know if that was ESPN that made that decision or if it was Tebow. But Tebow not turning around and maybe coming heel for a second yeah. and just smacking that guy right in the mouth. What if he picks that guy up and pancakes him? Oh, oh. hey, line up right here. We got a stage right here. Astroturf right here. <laughs> Fucking three-point, fella. And what if he just bodied him? Then on the flip side. Uh-huh. What if that guy just dips and rips him and sacks the quarterback right behind him really what quick? Oh. What if he does, like, a, a, a fucking... Oh, oh, shed. Oh. 
What if he Cobra strikes him? Might get oh. a tryout with the Jags. Nah, Tebow would have handled that guy. Oh, yeah. That sign. For oh, sure. Yeah. Now, I will say that guy's shoulders were very. Oh, yeah. Two sturdy. hours. I mean, it was, yep. it was two hours. I don't know how sturdy everything else is, but those shoulders were fantastic. We got to move on. Let's talk about um, the Rams rolling, AJ. Ooh. This Rams team now, they played the Houston Texans. The Texans kind of, you know, say, pull it within 16 there in the end. And we have to talk about Urban Meyer's decision making. <laughs> I mean, that guy, football yeah. IQ, might not be what at the are, level it has to be to be an NFL coach at this point. What's wrong? What do you mean? What's wrong? <laughs> you got the brain of a peanut. I mean, so this, I'm not an analytics guy. I'm just a football guy, okay? I enjoy the football rules, basically, that have been created, and I will utilize analytics as they deem fit, but football has always been a math game, mm-hmm. okay? It always has been a math game. Anytime you involve numbers, yards, uh, for me, punting, kicking, averages, there's always been a lot of math, but if you're down 24-zip, with less than two minutes left in a game, I think everybody in football with a brain goes, oh, 24 is just three scores, actually, with a touchdown and a two-point conversion because quick math tells you eight. Oh, there's one touchdown and one two-point conversion. Then another eight. Oh, another touchdown, another two-point conversion. And then guess what? Boom, another eight, another touchdown, two-point conversion. It's a tie game. Yeah, tie ball game. Hey, we score right here. We got 146 left. We're going to have to kick it. Uh, we'll score the on, uh, two-point conversion. We'll kick the onside kick. We're going to have to score quick, and then maybe, you know, maybe we get another onside kick, which is next to no chance at all of happening. But let's say it happens, and we got a Hail Mary. At least we have a shot at this whole thing. So he scores a touchdown, openly says, uh, kick it. Like, they actually have a shot of him saying, kick it let's kick it and i go what the fuck so he's just waving a white flag then at this point let's get out of seattle let's get home there is a very low percentage that we're going to be able to get two onside kicks back to back let's not get anybody hurt let's just kick this extra point kick it off let them kneel it and go home so he kicks the extra point he takes the white flag okay out of the chop house (laughs) and he waves that thing all right i am not Going to try to win this. Then he kicks an onside kick immediately afterwards, and his team is probably like, you dumb fuck. We, 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 you, we can't. Even if we get this, we can't, dude. We, there ain't enough. Even There ain't enough if we get this. So I'm not saying his players didn't try because special teamers are trying to lay it on the line every single play. They probably saw it as an opportunity maybe to make a play or whatever. But they fought, Seattle Seahawks just fucked. The football god said, you idiot. They just housed it. They just mm-hmm. took it back 31-7 all of a sudden. Uh, that, that, that is a troubling thing to happen in a series of events because I think the analytics people say, you're an idiot. For me, it's like the football gods got so disgusted with what you just did. They just took that thing back to the house and then the photo of him sitting there happened. That's just, I don't want to get into it, but that is, that was unbelievable. Unbelievable, AJ. Yeah, it was. And I know we have a guest on pretty shortly right that's that's already here probably but yeah what the scary thing for the jags i feel like is that nobody yeah they're talking about his decision making but they're just like this point in the season no one's going to talk about him again that's what like being irrelevant like that i think would be tough yeah they would definitely stink and i don't know if urban meyer will ever make him irrelevant so sorry to interrupt but i want to let you know that if you're not gambling with fanduel you're wrong Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions 
of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Joining us now is a man who is super relevant, host of the Man to Man podcast, which goes live every overreaction Monday at 11 a.m., host of uh, all Everything DB, and also a Blue Wire um, podcast host, right? Let's yeah. go. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, nine-year NFL vet, Darius Butler. D-Butt, we always love chatting with you. You make us smarter and better every single Monday. We appreciate the hell out of you quickly. Urban Meyer, down 24, kicks the extra point, then chooses to do the onside kick. Like That's just classic football IQ stuff that can't happen at the NFL that happens in college. It's just one minor decision. I couldn't even fathom how many others are happening. This experiment seems to be going terrible. Bad ball, man. Just more bad ball from Urban, man. He's been... He's been showing us even before the season started that <laughs> it's been his, his face, his face says <laughs> prices, man. Yeah. But like AJ said, man, the bigger the bigger problem is that you know nobody's even, nobody really cares at this point. Like they're already relevant. Got Trevor Lawrence, who had the most hype since probably Andrew Luck coming into the draft, and for them to be you know relevant at this point in the season, right there with the piss poor Lions uh, is bad man well the Lions are losing so bad that you have to talk about it the Jaguars are just littered with so many stupid things that you kind of have to talk about it but let's chat you just said Trevor Lawrence he's probably going to disappear for the next couple years who knows how they figure that out maybe they bring him back into prominence Zach Wilson number two overall pick this guy to BYU had an incredible pro day he goes to New York that was kind of just an assumed thing there wasn't even much conversation about it. It's like, huh? Joe Douglas, Bob Sala, the Jets organization, they like Zach Wilson. He's number two overall. Don't even ask any questions. This was above Justin Fields, who has some flash plays. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bears, yeah. Some flash. Can't wait to see how the Bears handle that entire thing. Huh. I mean, that's going to be an entire yeah. conversation in and of itself. But Zach Wilson, now with Magic Mike fucking White Lightning dude over there, have you ever seen backup quarterbacks do what they did? And if you're a Jets fan or in the Jets organization or a teammate of Magic Mike fucking White Lightning. What are your thoughts right now with Zach Wilson only a couple bad games into this whole thing and not cemented legacy at all, D-Butt? Yeah, I mean, what what the backup quarterbacks did as a whole this weekend, probably not. I mean, you've seen one, you see one of them happen, but that Mike White performance against the Bengals, which I'm sure that, that fucked up a lot of parlays all of them. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for him to come out and Thanks. throw for 400, man, that was, that was – and it wasn't like, you know, a fluky – 400 that's not a bad uh Cincinnati Bengals defense either so uh it was impressive um you know Zach Wilson obviously hasn't been playing well uh he's still you know he drafted guy number two he's gonna get more than enough chances so I don't think there'll be any real uh, quarterback controversy there uh but Mike White man now if he comes out and stacks it with another one and maybe another one now now you're talking something different but shout out to Mike man he's from down here in South Florida too I didn't know he's a South Florida boy. Mike, what? Yeah, of course. It makes sense. Let's go. Okay, it makes sense, actually. Go ahead, AJ. Hey, D, but I know the news just broke, but Vaughn Miller traded to the Rams. What are what are they going to be now? Like, how do you score points on these guys? <laughs> I mean, they were already rolling. Now you add uh, Vaughn Miller, who's, you know, not the same Vaughn Miller he was five years ago, but 
he's still he's still a top tier pass rusher, especially up there with, with 99 with Aaron Donald in the mix. And uh, I mean, I love it, man. This is the Rams going all in. You saw the Chiefs do it. You saw the Bucks do it last year. And this is them going all in. I think the Broncos are paying, you know, most of the money. Um, second and round pick, I think. Well, what's that? Yeah. That's insane that the Broncos are paying the uh, 7.9 or 9 million, whatever it is, and then it's only a second and third round pick for Von Miller. There had to be 30 other fan bases that are going, what the fuck, dude? It, this is this is the price of doing business now in NFL. But I love it, man. Fuck, man. fuck those picks, man. I got Von Miller. I know who this dude is. <laughs> Me too. Donald, Ramsey, all on defense. You know the offense is going to score points week in and week out. So now if you can get a guy who can just get an extra stop or maybe a strip sack, uh, that turns the season around, man. It, I, I love it from the Rams. All in. Blow yeah. it up. Blow it up later. All in right now. Hey, love it for Matthew Stafford, too, who did hard time in Detroit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hard time. <laughs> thank you, Matthew. Hey, congrats and thank you, Matthew. This is good for you. They're going all in. How about Tennessee Titans, we found out this morning, are going to be without Derrick Henry, who makes up like 79% of their offense. Of course, this comes after beating the Indianapolis Colts twice. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. So uh, we don't have to talk about Carson Wentz being an absolute maniac, emotional oh roller coaster every single play. I mean, we could, but also with the Titans, what do you think they do from here? This is devastating for them. It is. It is devastating. I mean, there's six and two ball club, and they've beat some. I know early in the season, I thought Seattle was a good team. They beat Seattle, went out, and beat Buffalo, beat Kansas City when they were five and a half point dogs, and then went out and beat the Colts for a second time. You know, got. Fully in the driver's seat at AFC uh, South Division. Now you lose, you know, it's not even arguably, your best player, one of the best players, you know, in the NFL. Um, he is that offense pretty much. If they're not handing the ball to him, they're faking it to him. They're putting him in the screen game. Uh, A.J. Brown has been coming along and having some big games. He'll need to continue to do that. Julio Jones will have to get healthy. And now we'll see how, how far, the, um, you know, Ryan Tannehill can take the Titans. You know, uh, at least I feel like they're in a good position to win a division, you know, Sounds bad to Colts fans, obviously, but I well, think they'll win that and get, <laughs> and get they'll get the playoffs. And uh, but I mean, who knows what they'll do to get? I don't. I'm, I'm not taking Ryan Tannehill over. You know the other guys that'll probably be there, but uh, we'll see. He can prove us wrong, but. Colts fans can't hear anything you're saying right now because their heart monitor thing is going. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every single play with Carson is live or die. I apologize. Go ahead, oh, AJ. Oh, man. Hey, so what about the Patriots? I know you played for Belichick, oh, yeah. and he, they find a way to beat the Chargers when Mac Jones doesn't even have a, a, a great game. What, is, what does Bill do? They always say, oh, Bill's so good at exploiting matchups and finding a way to shut offenses down. Like, What does he do different from other coaches? Uh, the thing, the biggest thing he does is it's like a completely different game plan every week. Like depending on what that team does, and I know a lot of people say it, but I mean that's nobody else really does that in the NFL. Why? You have why not? It's too many moving parts, you know, and that's a big reason why you know the Patriots is important for them to draft, you know, smart players and players that because when they when they adjust. They adjust the whole damn thing, and it's hard to do because people put in the system. You only have so many hours in the, in the, in the building. Um, you only got so many people that are really going to be pros and come into that building without uh, with something more than a coach you're giving them. So uh, when you're in the, when you're doing your Patriot, like you're going to be put, you can be put on the spot at any time. So they can change and completely morph their game plan week in and week out. Yeah. And that's why that's why you can get away with doing doing some of these things. Took advantage of Herbert last year as a rookie. Um, I expect Herbert to bounce back and have a good game against him this week. But I mean, like you said, find a way to get a win with Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones doesn't have his best day. I mean, that was some impressive, impressive shit by Bill Belichick and those DBs too. Herbert went out there, got two picks. 
uh, big time players. Hey, and Herbert, we don't know what's going on with them right now after yeah. the last two games they've it's had. Two they, losses. They started out hot, but they have obviously taken two devastating losses. Let's go back to that uh, Patriots defense thing. This could lead what you just talked about there with drafting smart players and having to adjust at any time, and you could change it at any go. Is that why a couple things here? Is that why any player that gets released from the Patriots gets picked up somewhere else immediately? Because everybody's like, okay, if they're smart enough to be a Patriot and they're athletic enough in our eyes to be there, they're definitely good here. We can get at least some information. I mean, is also, is that why the Belichick coaching tree is so fucking terrible? Because (laughs) if you don't have the ability to scout the players and find out who the players are that can do exactly what you were doing in New England, that probably seems like a pretty big discrepancy in why you're good or why you're not good, right? Because that's a that's an onus on the intelligence and the effort and the type of player that you bring in there, right? And if you go somewhere else and that isn't there, it's probably difficult just to put your own shit on there, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's very important, but let's not get it twisted. You know, Belichick, they have Brady for 20 years too. So okay. it's easier to – because football, you know, you have 65 plays on defense – 60 of them are going to be, you know, back and forth, and it's going to be five or six plays that change the game. So situational football is kind of where they do their – you know, so it may give up a bunch of yards, but scoring defense, third down, uh, you know, creating turnovers, things like that, that's where they really change the game. But, yeah, if you can learn that uh, that New English shit, you can go anywhere and learn any system because you're forced to learn, like, all the football, not just chapter one, chapter – like, you're, you're forced to learn all of it. Not only just defensively, even offensively. How are these guys attacking us? What do these guys do well? Um, who are the different coaching trees? Different things like that. So it definitely pays dividends when you get into games. You go back to the Atlanta uh, Super Bowl when they were down 28-3. They went back, changed some things. All right, let's do this differently. Kindle us on the outside run. Let's change this, change that. And then you end up with a Super Bowl ring because of it. So uh, it's situational football. Those got to have the situations. Atlanta sucks. Hey, what about tonight? Monday night football. <laughs> Chiefs are playing the Giants. The Giants defense has played pretty well at times like what do you think is going to happen tonight? Is this and if the Chiefs struggle, let's say the Chiefs don't win this one, then what happens? They're dead. They're yeah. dead. If they if they if they lose this one, they're dead. I mean, I feel like whoa, Who uh, great uh, setup um, here. You know, they had you know Honey Badger and Hitchens. They were going at it with the fan base. They came out kind of apologized. That's never players. Any players don't ever go at it with the fan base. It's always going to be a losing battle. Nah, um, nope. Unless they deserve it. Ah, uh, nah, not your fans. Opposing fans, you can tell. Another team, you own them. You you know you twenty two and five against team. You tell them that, but you never want to go at it with your own fans. I told it. I told to be clear. I told a Colts fan to eat shit one time. It went viral, (laughs) and it was uh, it was after we won a game against somebody, and Chuck was happy and glowing. And this guy said, you guys just won a very basic game or whatever. And I forget his name. I said, hey. I beat the Jaguars. Yeah. Hey, Joe or whatever his name. Dot, dot, dot. Eat shit. I forget what it was. And the Colts fans loved it. So I guess, <laughs> I guess you could kind of. I guess you're bad. Yeah, but you're right. Anytime it turns into the players. That's having, one person, though, Pat. You're going after one person. You're not going after the whole fan base like these guys tweeted. Out. Valid. Anytime the yeah. players feel that jaded, I'd assume shit is potentially going a little bit sideways. But you're right. You shouldn't attack entire fan bases. So, <laughs> that are your fans. You're but they cleared it up. Even though it was in a bad spot mentally shit got to him and he cleared it up but um i think the chiefs it's my last time they're dead to me if they don't win tonight i got them winning tonight and i even got them covered 10 points um but who i mean fade me this week hey hey the only person that matters is the guy i fucking 0.00 dollars this morning in the account (laughs) it's a long one that guy over there went 10 and 4 this week thus far oh shit yeah aj 
I don't know how the hell he did it. Nobody knows. I mean, it makes. I don't. It doesn't. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. I, he didn't know that he won ten four. He yeah. thought he was terrible. <laughs> but this guy can't bet because Fanduel isn't allowed in Ohio yet. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Ohio. Let's go, Ohio. Imagine all Florida? the, all the Florida? center. Yeah, Florida. Let's go. Come on. Right now. Imagine all the center villains, oh. you know, that would ride with AJ Hawk yeah. and potentially go into the holiday a little bit happier. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, last question for me before I think the boys might have one or two for you, D. But we can't thank you for your time. Uh, you got the Chiefs minus ten and a half tonight. Okay, we'll see. I mean, Patrick Mahomes seems like a devastated dude in the back of all those TikToks mm. that oh we have God. seen in the last Poor couple God. of days. <laughs> a half a billion dollars coming to the family. Fucking relax. Huh? <laughs> got a half a billion dollars coming to the family. Take it easy. Take Just easy. live your life. Come on. Take it easy. Anyways, a half a billion dollars. Man. So hopefully he comes out and dominates or whatever. But Tom Brady, we had a stat that came up via Football Night in America, Sunday, uh, Sunday Night Football. Tom Brady's terrible against the Saints as a buck. Why do you think that is? Is there anything? AJ said the schemes that they run, but also they have incredible players. But the stats yeah. are crazy. He's one in three versus the Saints. He's twenty and four against all others in his twenty-eight game run. He has seven interceptions in the four games against the Saints. He has thirteen in the other twenty-four. I mean, the Saints have some. Is that real? You think? And what could that be against a Tom Brady-led offense that the Saints could be feasting on? I mean, they got something, even in, even in the playoffs. I know uh, Brady got the win, but they, they play well against him there, man. I don't know. I, they had Breeze on the, the Manning cast. He was one of the one of the good guests that came on there. And he was talking about it. Well, actually, sure. no, he didn't have his – he was two minutes behind on the stream. But um, <laughs> yeah, he was talking about, uh, I think, Dennis Allen's defense and uh, kind of the different different things that he, he brings to play. And like AJ said, the players that they have, Demario Davis, man, He's one of the best linebackers, probably arguably the best off-ball linebacker in the league right now. He's playing not only on the field, but you can tell by his leadership, having Malcolm Jenkins back there. Um, Lattimore has been strapping all year. P.J. Williams, who got the pick six to seal it when people were saying, take a knee, the game's over. Anytime you get a chance to pick six, Brady, you take that bitch to the crib. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yep. but, yeah, good, good players mixed with a good scheme, man. They're doing. I mean, they got a Super Bowl caliber defense for real. Uh, offense, obviously losing Jameis. Simeon came in, played decent, got the win. We'll see if they make a move there. But uh, that defense, I mean, that's a special defense. You think Drew Brees, huh, yesterday, as soon as he saw Jameis' knee oh, go sideways? Oh, yeah. Ooh. And then he saw Simeon come in and make these check down throws that he could definitely still make? He's fucking licking his – I bet you he was licking oh, yeah. his oh, hand. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was last night. Oh, yeah, football night. Brees is getting after it right now. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's, still going, hey, he's pushing the slayer right. He's in doing something right line. now. Yeah, he's Set in that right he get, He's getting a Russell Wilson drive in right now. <laughs> and whatever field he's got his crib, he's in the huddle right now. With his kids. <laughs> and then with his kids, one for me, two for dad, three, I'm mad. No, I'm sad. Ooh, I'm glad. Ooh, I'm back. Ooh, I'm Drew. Ooh, I'm new. Yeah, that could be. That really could be what he's doing yeah. right now. See if he's still got it or not. Because <laughs> it's not just on the field. It's potentially off the field, Drew, too, coming back in there. Imagine he goes in that locker room. I'll tell you what. Did you see the speech he gave to Purdue? He gave Purdue, he gave the Purdue Boilermakers a pregame speech that might have been seven minutes long. Yeah. But it, it was captivating. It had everybody the entire time. And it ended with, uh, here we go. I mean... If Drew could get back out there with Sean Payton's offense Ooh, this wow. year, with that Super Bowl caliber defense you're saying, and Kamar, is Kamar still on the team? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Drew knows he can just up. Got Ingram back. He can throw for 2,000 yeah. 2, a game. What's that? Ingram's back. Too. Oh, he loves Mark Ingram. Oh, Drew. Drew. Put him in. What's his name? Should be coming back in the next couple weeks, too, right? Who's Taysom. That? 
No. Michael. Taste? Mike. Oh. Yeah, oh, Michael. Mike Thomas. Because he oh, had uh, Jameis yeah, getting on his thing. Oh, and oh, Drew. Here we go. Oh, my God. Think about how much stronger he is with that hair now. Oh. oh he's growing stronger. Oh. Drew Brees with the hair, dude. Let's go. Look out. Oh. Hey, Simeon, you better fucking keep working, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. Simeon, you better be watching all the films. Hey, they- hey, hold up. Real quick, speaking of hair, they just Friday, man. Hey. The amount of grit you and the boys showed on Friday Thank you. to just have the fucking blinders on and give us a fucking fantastic Halloween special show. I mean, hats off to you guys, man. That was that was some good work. That was some great work, fellas. They, we we obviously appreciate it. The, the, Thank you, D. The Thank massive you, applause. Thank you, D-Buff, by the way. You're the best. That's very nice of you to even watch the show because, you know. I assume that could be very difficult for some people to do. <laughs> but there was 40,000 people watching at one point, and there was full panic right behind the camera. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. Looking back, Zito had his entire Zito Ross, Bob Ross costume <laughs> off, sweating. His hair was going in hilarious yeah. ways. He was on the phone, and then his head would go down, and then it would come up, and then it would look, and then he'd get up and walk away. That was happening like six, seven times every 10 minutes right behind the screen. And Foxy's just sitting with one joystick, zero control over anything. Uh, you boys, to Darius Butler's point, you guys absolutely crushed it, dude. Thank you, CC Sports Emmys. I don't know if that's the one. Yeah, well. Yeah. How about old uh, Dumpy Cash? Hey, you about to make me start watching Yellowstone, too, man. I got I to gotta give it a shot. The show man. returns just from the this week, I think. Hey, Rip Wheeler fucking will kill some people. Hell hey. yeah. Tone, by the way, we did think there was a chance you were just going to become that guy every single day. Because you look so good on Friday. Yeah. Everybody, I think everybody, and the internet is not usually on the same page. I think everybody was like, hey, Tone, is this the new dude every day? <laughs> yeah. I just need the sunglasses. I'm really already there. Yeah. You don't have the backbone for that. Whoa! Oh. No, that's true. That's, uh, right. that's unbelievable. A man with... Uh, go ahead, Ty. Uh, D-Butt, your college roommate, Dano, said that... Uh, I don't know if he was your roommate, but he said that the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC right now. Do you agree with that sentiment? And also, uh, do the Vikings fucking stink? Uh, well, primetime Kirk stinks. We all we all know that. Uh, I, I actually thought, I mean, I had the Vikings winning that game without Dak. I thought the Vikings have been playing well this year. Kirk has been playing well. That was a very, I'm usually not on board with all the Dan's uh, reactions. You know, who knows what it would be tomorrow. Who will be the best team. But <laughs> the Cow- that was a very, very impressive uh, win by the Cowboys. Go out there and get an ugly win with your backup quarterback. Cooper came in there, ball. Um, Zeke, the defense played, you know, phenomenal. Uh, especially against those weapons, so that, that was that was that was a very impressive win. Uh, t- top in the NFC, that NFC is loaded, man. You got the Rams who just got Vaughn now. You got Green Bay who's ran off seven wins. You got the Cardinals who just barely lost. I mean, I, I can't crown them just yet, but they're up there. Hey, we got a great NFL season with a lot of great teams. Some teams completely have shit the bed and are no longer really in conversation, but there are some teams certainly making a run for it tonight. We could see the Chiefs get back into that conversation and go the complete opposite direction. Uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us. Host of the Man to Man podcast, which goes live at 11 a.m. on Sundays at their YouTube. He and Antoine Bethay and everything DB. We can't thank you enough. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. The fact you allowed it, you know, the fact you even allow us to do so is an incredible honor. Huge honor. One that we take very seriously, and hopefully every single day we can provide at least an above-average show. You know, like, hey, not too bad. 
And hopefully we'll just continue to grow this thing. If you enjoyed this show, please be a friend. Tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. You know, just like, mm, wasting my time. I don't necessarily like them, but we don't need to tell anybody. You know, we won't say anything about you. You don't say anything about us. Unless you liked it, then tell everybody. Okay, hashtag in a pod squad. Take a picture of where you're listening at. You might win some merch. Ty's been going through that. And speaking of Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful overreaction Monday night with Monday Night Manning and Monday Night Football. Then tomorrow, we all know the deal. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Let's go. 